Welcome to another episode of the What's Good Games podcast. I'm Andrea Renee, joined by Miss Alexa Ray. Hello. Miss Christine Steimer. Hi, hi. And Brudolph, the, what did we say? Pale-nosed reindeer. That's right. Brittany Brombacher, Hello. ladies and gentlemen. Oh <laughs> and Steimer was like, and if you ever saw it, you no, would say, you, cause you said it, that you shit. Said that about, shit. You said it was shiny. Whatever, Steimer. And then I was like, if you was shiny, you'd be powdering that shit. Go away. Welcome you. to your pre-holiday episode of What's Good Games, where we talk about video game news, commentary, analysis, and of course, funny stuff. Yeah. Um, we've got Cappy in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, dear Cappy. Alexa feels very strongly about this. You brought that monster here. I did bring him here. Okay. Um, <laughs> so he's going to be staring you down. If you are watching this video at youtube.com slash what's good games, but for everybody listening on podcast services all over the beautiful, beautiful earth that we live on. Beautiful Thank you. Internet. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all of the ratings and the stars and the comments. You guys, it's getting close to the end of the year and I'm getting a little wistful over wistful. what an amazing year we've had. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's been a year. It's been a whole year. Jesus. It's crazy town. It is crazy town. I feel like we were all just sitting in here, like, discussing what our intro video was going to say and, like, how we were going to, like, do our thank you video on Patreon. It's like, holy shit. We were little babies back then. Yes. So young and full of hope. (laughs) Watching that video, like, we all look differently, too. Like, we all have kind of different hair. Oh, yeah. Why? I I feel like my hair is exactly the same. It was two different lengths. My hair was two different lengths. I look way more tired (laughs) than I did in June. Now that I did in June. I was more of a brunette than a blonde. That's true. You You had some dark streaks happening. I liked it though. Thanks. Yeah. Are you going to keep this look going the whole show? I love it. Uh, So for those of you listening, not watching, I have a reindeer, what are these called? Headbands. And then I have a Santa hat and one of the antlers. Now the problem is this headband is very tight and it's like slowly like crushing my skull. So I'm going to try to like keep it through the first segment. But what if I just hold my fingers right here? I'd like that. Does a that help? Yeah, actually it is. Thank you. It's, I'm alleviating the pressure oh God, from her head. And this is how close of friends we are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to see. We'll, we'll time it out to see how long you can hold on for that time. All the ladies are wearing <laughs> Your hands are uh, our, our Santa hats. Hopefully you guys um, made it onto the, the nice list this year instead of the naughty list. <laughs> Naughty. We, is it, was anybody actually afraid of being on the naughty list? Did your parents give you actual repercussions? No, because I was a fairly well-behaved child because I was terrified of my parents. Oh. Not terrified. No, like, same, they didn't beat me. Same. I like, had a military mom, so there was no getting out of line with her. Yeah. I had a military father, so yeah. No, but I do remember my cousin, who was a complete brat growing up, uh, would always get very nice to me around the holiday time because he, he believed in Santa and he was like, okay, I got to be real nice to my cousin. But then as soon as Christmas is over, right to be a little dick again. I see you, Josh. 
<laughs> I see you. Right wow. to be a little dick. No, it's again. true. I remember being like, because I was a very like passive child, and so I would never stick up for myself or do anything. So I was always so happy when Christmas was over. It would be so nice to me because we spent a lot of time together growing up. Well, you were happy when it was over. Wouldn't he be go back to being mean after? No, no, no. Sorry, I was I was happy when it was like starting. Oh, oh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm I'm I have a little bit of a cold right now. I'm not firing in all cylinders, so please bear with me. It, you won't be able to tell the difference. I'm always this weird. It's true. Unbearable. <laughs> oh yeah, my sorry. God. I have to do Teddy puns because um, I don't know. Why not? I just have to. It's just it's it's in your blood. It's in me now. Oh God. News. Yes. Thank you, <laughs> Alexa Ray. Keeping us on track. So um, just as a reminder, before we get started with the news, we had a really cool video uh, come out earlier this week. We had the lovely Ashley Birch, along with Mr. Chris Floyd from Deck Nine Games, into the studio here uh, to talk about Life is Strange Before the Storm. Episode three is out this week. Uh, we played a little bit of it. You can see the first 20 minutes with commentary from Ashley and Chris, Alexa and Britt on our YouTube channel. Um, there's some really good stuff in that video if you guys want to take a look. Obviously, it is the first 20 minutes of the episode, so there will be spoilers uh, for what happens in the first part of the episode. But nothing, no major decisions happening um, up front. But some really fun commentary if you guys want to take a look at that. It was really great having Ashley and Chris here in the studio. Um, we also still have our holiday tea available at teespring.com. So that's teespring.com slash stores slash what's good games or teespring.com slash what's good holiday. Um, that's only going to be running for another couple of weeks. So this will probably be the last week that we promote it. So if you want to get your hands on it, I'm wearing it um, in the YouTube video right now. Um, Can this is you get it? From? Not not this long sleeve version, but the this design on a T-shirt. There sweatshirt. is a men's shirt, a lady shirt, a sweatshirt, and a long sleeve t-shirt. No, I meant if you're watching on YouTube. Like the thing, is that going to be working with? Um, it should up? be. Yeah. yeah. If you're watching this on YouTube, there should be a little carousel right below. If you click on any of those items, it'll take you to our YouTube store. I'm not sure if the holiday tea specifically will be showing up in those. Yeah, uh, it those be it'll merch. be our most popular designs that mm-hmm. are down there. Um, but that's a really cool new integration that Teespring launched. So our merch partner launched this integration with YouTube where you can buy our merch directly through our YouTube page, which is a really cool and convenient way to help support us. Um, <laughs> you adjusting, Brittany adjusting her microphone stand. It's slipping on me. Sorry. It's okay. Oh, we probably should replace it. That one always seems to give us trouble. Um, if you guys want to get involved on our Patreon page, you can do so for just $1 a month. Uh, perhaps you want to gift somebody the gift of what's good games. We're pretty good holiday. gifts. And it's super easy to do last minute because it's digital. Uh, you just, you know, send an e-card from some ecards.com and be like, here's, here's a month or a year of what's good games. Just saying, you know, if you're struggling for a last minute gift idea, mm-hmm. we bring, we bring the funny stuff. We're pretty entertaining. <laughs> yes. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Um, but now on to the news, Ba-ba-boom. as you guys may guess. It's pretty slim this week. Um, We aren't going to do a formal news section on the podcast next week as it will be our What's Good Games Awards. Um, Talking about our favorite games of the year and our special hand-picked categories. Um, But for right now, we've got some news from the place. The place. 
Um, Bemitsu. Um, so, <laughs> wow, that was weird. I couldn't I get know. that word out. The internet. Technically, the news is from Atlas. So, um, as written up by Polygon, Atlas is bringing back Catherine. Yes. Its unique 2011 puzzle game yeah. developed by the Persona team. Uh, A PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita remake is currently in development, the company revealed, with updated visuals and an entirely new content planned for the game. Catherine full body will again star Vincent, who's caught in the middle of several very different women named Catherine. In the daytime, he wrestles with his desires and temptations at night. While he's asleep, he is transported to a mysterious, sheep-filled hell, where he must solve puzzles as fast as he can or oh, die. Good. Have you you played Catherine, I've right? I've never played Catherine. <gasps> oh, oh my god, you two. So it sound, this sounds very uh, Is that surprising to you that I've never played Catherine, though? No, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah, I'm learning. I'm, I'm learning this. Maybe more about Britney. No, I've always meant to play it. I just haven't. It's I so good. I didn't finish it because what happened was I was playing it. I put it down and went on vacation or something. And I came back and was like, I don't remember how to play this game. Oh my god! And then I couldn't. Get, I tried watching tutorials, but it was just it was done. Like so, what I want from this, I want an even babier ass baby mode because it's I played hard. it it's on. Hard. I played it on super baby easy, and it was still really. <laughs> very hard it's it's challenging so i'm hope i kind of want like an even dumber down version that's not a word so what makes, what makes it difficult well so before oh, you answer that question there will be new difficulty levels according oh. to early details from famitsu as well as new mechanics to complete the block switching puzzles there will also be online multiplayer battles oh, in the ps4 and vita version unlike the original single player release during the day vincent will not only have to juggle his feelings for Catherine and Catherine, but a woman named Rin. She'll oh, they're add, adding another character? She'll add another wrench into the story, which adds a new cutscenes and even a handful oh. of new endings. Oh my god. They so, should have, her name should have been like Kitty or something. I don't like that it's not going that it's with Catherine. That it's not with Catherine. <laughs> I played that game through and to get every single ending. So I've played that game several times. Oh my god. You're, I'm going to make you sit I, and watch and be like, help me with the puzzle! <laughs> I love I love that game. Not just because like I liked the the puzzle stuff and like the way that that game like that game is about adult relationships and about like sex and cheating and like you're in like futures with like people and like I played I played that game for the first time as one of my like younger relationships was imploding and I was just like oh I get it now but like it's so oh I get it all men are sheep climbing a tower pretty much (laughs) all men no 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 that's the moral of this game all men are sheep climbing a tower they're just sheep trying to climb a tower before a giant vagina monster gets them There are some really strange yeah, monsters in the game. There's, there's a, a giant vagina a, monster. And there's like it's a an weird open labia. Baby. And it's like crawling up the, oh, the baby. The baby was so freaky. Yeah. Catherine's a really, a, it's, it's a really fun, it's really unique. It's really fun. I'm excited to see it I'm coming so, back. I'm excited because I'm hoping, yeah, like these new difficulty levels, I'm hoping there's like new vagina monsters. Baby, baby, baby <laughs> mode. And then I can play it and finish it because I've really wanted to. I just, Sat there. I was like, I'm going to have to sit and watch a YouTube tutorial on every single one of these levels. And I didn't feel like playing it that way. What's up with Atlas and their genital monsters? I don't know. Japan. That, that dick monster in P5. Oh, yeah, like the, the dick, dick in the monster. cart. They've always oh, yeah. had no. dick monsters. Yeah. Have you seen- I feel like this is just a Japan thing. It- I mean, 
I don't think any developer in America would be like, let's put a dick on it. But in Japan, it's like, how many dicks can we get away we with? We can put yeah. all yeah, of yeah, the that's dicks. True. Well, I mean, there is a game called Genital Jousting. Oh, there but, is. Yeah. yeah, but that's like, but that's not a fun not dick. Real. That's like an actual dick. These that's, are like secret monsters that look God, like dicks. These are phallic monsters. True. Yes. Okay. They're very phallic. <laughs> very, very phallic. But the monster in Catherine is literally like an open labia with eyes. That's kind of horrifying. I oh, mean, it is horrifying. All of the and it's moaning. As and it's moaning the whole horrifying. time it's climbing oh, after you. No. It's well, really uncomfortable. Too. But does the baby like, come out of this vagina no, monster? No, the baby's a separate thing. No. It's but meant so it's meant, opportunity. It's meant to make so the monsters chasing you so you're going up a puzzle tower. And the monsters chasing you up that puzzle tower are meant to distract you and make yeah. you uncomfortable. It's all part of the, part of the thing. Part of the puzzle. Mm. There's um, a, also like I think Catherine with a C, no, with a K. Blonde Catherine, no, other Catherine, Pink like in Catherine. a wedding dress. Oh yeah, her she's like coming after, yeah. you and you're like, ah! <laughs> yeah. It's basically about this guy that like can't commit to anyone, and like, and like has like a long term girlfriend, and then like meets this young woman, and it's like this big like thing. Mm-hmm. And huh. um, oh, he's also he's also played by Troy Baker, and the young woman is played by Laura Bailey. So that's another. Is that Laura? Yes, Laura. Laura's, you know Laura's young. Sorry. He's young. Catherine. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, so, wh- how how does the game play? Like, what is it? Can you? I mean, the 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 gameplay part of it is the puzzle solving, where it's essentially so. There's no blocks. like turn based. No, no, Got it's it. all real time, and you will die a lot. Yes. Got it. Okay. Um, Understood. And so it's you're just, basically like moving blocks back and forth and in different ways, and the blocks will do different things depending on what level you're at. And you, the goal is to get to the top of the tower before the monster catches you, whatever is chasing you. And there's this whole meta thing dealing with the, um, like the story of Rapunzel. Like, so all of the cutscenes take place in like this bar. And I think there's some like dialogue choices as well. There and are. It's, it's like, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like very persona. Yeah. It's pretty persona. You chat with people, but minus. It's not as complicated. There's no like S links or anything mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. It's not as complicated as persona. But it's really great. I'm it sold. is described as an adult and mature-oriented puzzle video game. Very Vagina true. Monster. All right. An unconventional romantic horror. Yes. Yes. A romantic horror. It's, oh, yeah. It is. And I, oh, think, yeah. I honestly think you'd really dig it, I think it, I would, too. Put it on oh, my I can't wait. I, I can't think, wait. I think this is, a, like, everything you described makes me instantly not want to play this game. <laughs> Too bad. But I will watch, I will watch somebody else play this game. Okay. Andrea's Weeaboo Education starts in January. Okay, if you insist. If they have new scenes, does that mean it's the same voice actors? Did Troy come back for this? Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. I know he has. They, I know they all have like soundalikes. So yeah, maybe, they do. Yeah. It's usually Matthew. Mercer. It's Matt Mercer, <laughs> and then when it's not Matt Mercer, it's Ray Chase. Oh, <laughs> they yeah. have to have a line of like if they can't fill in, they fill in. Not this. Um, Shout out. Okay, so we'll keep an eye out on release date information. Obviously, it was just announced that they're making it. So I guess maybe late 2018 at its earliest would be my guess. Maybe early 2019. But we'll we will keep you posted when the vagina monster will be back. Um, <laughs> can't wait. Next what? story for Honor Ubisoft's medieval combat game has been having a little bit of an issue this week because they had a groping execution animation accidentally added to the game. So it was oh! quickly removed and replaced. Oh, but is that pterodactyl? This is an interesting... That is the, 
a little bit of an interesting story. So that is the sound of the disappointed pterodactyl. Yeah. <laughs> so let me let me read this. So um, Game Informer wrote this up last month. Ubisoft added a new execution for the Valkyrie hero and has had and has had a headache and a half removing and replacing it. The execution, which you see in the video uh, below, which you don't see because that's you're not, you're you're listening to me, uh, involved the female Valkyrie plunging her spear into the enemy's gut, who then falls forward. The enemy's hands land on the Valkyrie's breasts, who, despite having just had a spear run through, uh, then begins pantomiming apology motions. So to, to describe it, um, how about we just reenact it, Alexa? You want me? You want to? I mean, this no, this is inappropriate. <laughs> what? She can grope me. It's okay. Um, I gave her permission. <laughs> let me just Consent, let me just ver- verbally describe it for everyone. So the Valkyrie character is a very uh, like like tanky Viking woman who's got like the braids and the horns, and she's wearing armor. She's got this giant spear. Obviously, it's an execution move, so she's killing, like doing the final blow on the character she's killing. She stabs him in the core with the spear, pulls the spear out. The guy then stumbles forward and falls with his hands smack on top of both of her breasts, like full on, like grabbing, like groping the boobs. Yeah, not like, like, I don't know. Not every like time a, I've like executed a dude, he just goes straight for the boobs. <laughs> not like an I fell, but like a I want to grab him. Right. And then Wait. he... One last grab. And then she <laughs> looks down briefly, sees his hands on her boobs. He looks up, shakes his head like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to grab your boobs as I was dying. Um, and then she <laughs> kicks him in the groin and then pushes him backwards again and stabs him one more time. And then he de- he's That's dead. really uh, involved. And then he yeah. How is that an accident? Somebody animated that. Somebody intentionally animated this yes right so um that Jesus. was what was the in the game was, let me yeah. let me continue the story really quick um it was updated to have um the valkyrie um kicking him and then we're stabbing him and then he falls and his hands get put on her shield instead oh she backhands him with the shield is the end of the animation sorry um, so the execution was pulled immediately. Uh, Ubisoft called it a bug fix. Yesterday, the execution was finally, yesterday would be <laughs> Monday of this week, Tuesday of this a week. Bug fix. The execution was finally replaced with a similar animation, as I described, and, um, where she's kicking him in the crotch. So on the For Honor subreddit, Fans of the game have been dragging on the new version and decrying the removal as censorship. The most vocal opponents of the change are accusing Ubisoft of cowing to pressure from complaints. Independent verification could not find any complaints during the time the execution was available. When reached for comment, Ubisoft told Game Informer, on November 9th, an unapproved For Honor execution for the Valkyrie was incorrectly made available in-game and removed within an hour of release. Any players who purchased the unapproved execution had their steel refunded, still being the in-game currency. Our team has implemented additional stop gaps to the development process to ensure insensitive content is not incorporated into For Honor. The proper version of the execution was released on December 18th. Ubisoft mentioned that the feedback and complaints were not seen or taken into account before the mistaken execution was removed. Polygon added to this story by saying that they found a Redditor who made an interesting comment. Killing an unarmed person while they kneel hopelessly while your character laughs and slits their throat? 
That's fine. Crushing someone's fucking skull using nothing but their bare hands while they scream? That's fine. Original no-touching execution? Oh, no. That's just too far. And here I thought a French company wouldn't change something based on American values. Um... One Redditor, however, noted that even if the game carries a mature rating from the ESRB, it does not have the sexual themes content descriptor. Yeah. The no-touching animation theoretically could require a re-rating or re-labeling, which wouldn't change to whom it could be sold, but would be a headache for Ubisoft. Okay, well, these people complaining about it being removed, like, you know they would get mad if, like, they decided to put in an animation where, like, a woman falls forward while she's dying and, like, cups the guy's balls or something. Like, it doesn't go two ways. These things don't go two ways. You think people would be mad about that? I don't I think, think they would. No, like... I don't think so. I well, think, no. no, like, if it if it was... What did I say? If it was removed. Oh! The same thing. I see what you're saying. I see, okay. Like, it's the same thing. But also, like, that's wildly inappropriate like i just also, I think it's, it's weird. weird like i haven't heard about this except for now and so and if it was removed immediately then i'm just really and it's not them bowing to pressure it was them going oops oops we did it Yeah. so i'm confused about the timing of everything mm-hmm. and why this is getting reported now um maybe it just bubbled up on the for honor subreddit and then like someone so because uh, i saw this story on a few different news sites um I think the interesting part is like the con the conversation about is this censorship being a mature rated game? Is this okay? Also, like it comes back to the age old video game debates, sex versus violence. What is worse? Um, and that's obviously not just exclusive to video games. That of course goes across TV movies and other forms of literature as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, wouldn't call this censorship because I think it's clear that Ubisoft pulled it down without being told to pull it down. They yeah. were like, we're just, this was, this yeah. animation was not supposed to be in the game. That being said, if it wasn't supposed to be in the game, why does the code still exist? But also yeah. just like, I'm really fucking tired. I know there was that whole thing with, uh, I think it was PUBG last week where they made the female, oh, the, yeah. the female avatars and they all had fucking camel toe. Excuse me. Yeah. Like, and then, and then they changed it and people got mad about that. I'm really, really tired of these games that like don't have any sexuality in them. Games about just fighting or like being last man standing, shoehorning sexuality into it when it doesn't need to be there. And it's always women. It's never men. It's always yeah. men. You don't see dudes running around with their packages outlined in PUBG. And you don't see, like, dudes getting groped well, in for honor. So, like, right. But also, oh, is everyone... It, is it? Because I thought women were harder to animate. No, yeah. no but, yep. like, it makes me... i just talking about... The dangle Males, physics. The, right. the dangle physics. That's the thank you, Brittany. Listen, I'm like, how do I put this? I <laughs> would love to sit down. Do you model in Maya or do any other kinds of animations? Can you please write into us and let us know? Because I would say that boob physics are much more difficult to get accurate than like dick physics. I don't physics. know. Because I don't, I don't know. know. What do we call physics? Boobs don't, boobs don't sway in the wind. Did you ever play Have Rise? Have you seen the, the DOA volleyball game. I feel like all of the boob <laughs> physics I've seen though are wildly like incorrect. And they are. That, like, they like, like sway like, in the wind. Of wind. That like, doesn't taps work. The right boob and then they, it like ricochets and it goes like brrr, like no. hits her in the left no. side of the face. Spoiler alert! Every animator out there, ninety five percent of the women you encounter every day have those things strapped in. Get yeah. it together. That's true. <laughs> Get I'm, it together. I'm just waiting for them to add like an assless chaps. You know 
piece of clothing to PUBG. Oh. But it's always with, like, freaking women and people who are getting up in arms because, like, they wanted to see they, – they're mad because a 30-second boob grab thing got removed from a game. Like, shut up. Yeah. Just shut – like, stop. I don't know if those people understand the bigger picture here. No, they don't. Probably not. Um, I certainly, you know, think that it's 100% unnecessary. Like, makes me so mad. You know, like, I get, like, maybe the guy had a desire to grab them in the instance, but, like, maybe you should be but more concerned about not dying. I was about to say, if yeah. you're just impaled, I feel like the last thing you're worried about is boobs. That game is about killing literally everyone before they kill you. Like, those games move fast. Like, if you're more concerned about getting a shot to, like, digitally grope a, like, character model, like, who are, who are you? Leave, leave you're the, dead. That's leave, what you yeah, are. You're dead. One, you're a bad For Honor player. Why are you playing For Honor? You should be playing something else, like DOA, uh, <laughs> volleyball. Two, like, get out of there. I hope I never get matched with you. I'm not carrying your ass. <laughs> I'll have to watch the animation again. Not that it makes it any better, but my understanding of the animation was that because he was being impaled, he fell forward in his hands. So happened to fall on her breasts, just like you see in a bunch of films. Right? I feel like that was a gag joke people used to use back in the day. And I thought oh, it never, totally 100% was. Yeah, yeah. So I'll have to rewatch it. Because oh, all of you the, ladies oh, I fell. Oops. seem to think that it was like a purposeful, like, I'm dying. I need to grab titties before I die. It's, it's just yeah. the way his face, like, I mean. Let me see if I can pull it up. Yeah. Here. Hold on. And the way he's like, oh, like, I don't know. I, I mean, I honestly don't really care either way. People are the worst. Yeah. Um, it's. Yeah, the interesting part is always, like, we don't know how this happened. I mean, you see this happening with a lot of companies. Like, someone slips and, like, something so stupid is released. And it's well, like, the thing is, like, how? somebody's probably not look. I mean, it's it's all the a stop lack gaps, of processes. Right. And, um, I get it. Like, the stop gaps have now been implemented. But it's right. like, and it was probably, like, somebody who was like, oh, look. I mean, technically, it could have been somebody not on their spare time. But, like, oh, I'm just going to fuck around. And, like, mm-hmm. oh, look at this thing I made. Yeah, if somebody, if some... <sighs> Some designer makes that emote in their spare time. Like, I mean, who's to say you get drunk and you animate? <laughs> then you just upload it without any like. No, well, that's I the part say, that's like, weird. Is that, that it made it to the game is the is the right. is the strange part. Yeah, I, I think the fact that the code was close enough to certification that it could accidentally end up is like the real troubling thing here because we've seen this happen in a a couple other cases where something accidentally sneaks in or there's something buried in the code that they didn't take out before they went to cert um you know if i I think back to like ellen page's nude models that were in like beyond two souls right like the idea that like somebody found that buried inside the code like how did that get in there or like some of these like hidden achievements that have really risque names like how did those still make it in there you know like why does this the, the idea that i think the bigger question is is one like where is the um the approval process mm-hmm. and who's the person watchdogging the code right inside the studios. I think, Come on, Ubisoft, you have watchdogs. We did watchdogs. <laughs> wasn't that an issue too, where they actually uh, animated a vagina on one of the female NPCs? Why Wait a minute, animated, animated a vagina? Not, what did it do? An, not animated. Sorry. Sorry. What did sorry, it do? Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Modeled. They modeled it. And did so, it shoot bullets? Oh, I don't amazing. know if it was watchdog. It was. It was an open world city esque kind of game where uh, a female NPC was killed and. Um, when you look like change a camera angle, you upskirted. There's an actual vagina that was like drawn onto this female. Oh no, not an actual vagina. Watchdogs vagina. Can I just say we have two? We have our. I found a vagina on Watchdogs too, and Sony suspended me. Is the first thing that came there. (laughs) We've we've had two news stories, and in both of them, it's just been lady parts. 
Yes, this so is like true. Parts Except you guys were excited about it in one and not in the other. No. The vagina monsters are okay. Because the vagina monsters and Catherine are, one, there for a reason, and there's no pretense. There's no pretense to it. It's like, it this is, is a game. It is not sexy whatsoever. This is, but also, like, <laughs> Catherine, Catherine, Catherine is a game about sex. So, like, totally. I'm not Whereas surprised. Not. or is about murder. Right. I'm not surprised or taken aback that one of the monsters coming after you is a giant vagina with eyes. However... And like for honor, like I don't need no titty groping while I'm trying to recapture the point. It's about context. And you can't, and if you can't separate that, then like, I don't know, like getting, getting, if you want to die on the hill of, oh no, I can't grab boobs in this fighting game. That's, that's about fighting and killing people. Cool. Oh, Good yeah. for you. So this is probably what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So, like, oh my an God. NPC fell down in Watch Dogs 2 and, <laughs> and she's wearing a skirt commando. Uh, you know, like Britney you Spears style. Um, and no. you can see her All bits. Things. Too much air. The, uh, but to the point that you had <laughs> earlier, Andrea, of like, well, how does this stuff happen? I mean, I think game development is just a messy process and no one has quite figured it out. And so, like, yeah. not somebody can, like, there's... <laughs> Well, to my point... Got all these vaginas flying around. No, no, no. Even something benign, for instance, Naughty Dog and their original Uncharted trailer where it had concept art from Assassin's Creed in there. Oh, because, I remember you know, that. Oh, yeah. like, that was, there are things that was slip silly. through the cracks and it's not... And sometimes it just happens. Sometimes it's of a weird sexual nature and sometimes it's just somebody it's fucked a up and put a weird art thing I, in there. I'm with you on like sometimes shit happens and especially having recently talked to some devs at a studio about some controversial things that have happened. And I was like, how did you guys not talk to each other? And he's like, there's just so many people. We don't can't always communicate all the time. And I was like, okay, I can maybe give you a pass. The thing that I'm having a tough time swallowing right now is like the idea that somebody intentionally made this animation. Somebody intentionally made the character grab her boobs yep. because they thought it was funny or because they thought it was clever. Or I thought it was like a or- slapstick joke. Right. Or like somebody intentionally animated this vagina on this NPC in Watch Dogs and somebody intentionally uh-huh, gave the PUBG yeah. camel toe. Yeah. You know, so like things like that that I'm like, okay, these clearly are decisions being made like with purpose. Now, do I want to make a sweeping generalization that these decisions were all made by men? I mean, probably I want to yes, make I that do. sweeping decision. I do. Um, would they have been made, would these decisions made it across the line if there was a female on the team that was maybe providing oversight? Probably not. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know for sure, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, but you know, that thought may have crossed my mind and I'm just going to share that with you. No, it crossed mine too. Right and that was the next point I was going to make. And then you said it. Yeah. It's just, it's tough because, you know, we, from our perspective, like I was sitting with Steimer last night, um, just going through a couple games and I booted up Paragon because I was like, oh, I want to check out the new Winter Festival stuff that's happening. And there's a new character called Tara and she's like this like giant lady tank, which the community in Paragon has been asking for for months to have a female tank character. And she's big she and looks she's like burly the, and she does kind of look like the Valkyrie. Valkyrie. She's kind of got this blonde hair. She kind of looks Viking-esque. She's wearing all of this armor. And then just because they ha- could not fucking resist, she's in, she's almost head to toe armor, but the section right at her cleavage her is cut out so you can make sure to see her cleavage through her armor and then it's covered with fishnet. Yeah. Come on. All the classy Vikings wear fishnet over their boobs. 
mean, it's just one of those it's, things. It's like I know it's the, the face Alexa Ray is making is exactly how I they feel. Can't, I was I was so on board. So the thing that I love, the th- okay, the thing that I love about For Honor, and I remember many many moons ago before it came out, talking to then creative director Jason Vanderberg about this, is they wanted to to create a game that where you had men and women fighters and they were wearing realistic armor. He was like, it's not about looking good; it's about protecting your fucking body. And whatever. So they had these really amazing armor designs. These women in full armor. They had the samurai in full armor. And I was like, no other game has done this. This is really amazing and cool. And I feel great. And it made me want to play For Honor. So when I see these characters come out, and a lot of the... So when I see see characters like that come out and it's like it's like this is great and then there's that one fucking detail that's like oh but wait we got to put a cleavage in or a butt jiggle or whatever it's like you didn't have to do that yeah, it's like you really right. didn't you like, didn't that's not cool still been really fucking kick ass without fishnet cleavage from women women everywhere like i was like that's a that's I like mean, the weak point. And stylistically, it doesn't make sense. No, if you were really fucking you steel on your chest, you wouldn't You can be- get killed. You can get stabbed through it. It's not going to help like you. That's like one of the main places you can get killed. That's where you need it. That's yeah. where you need the armor. <laughs> Like I'll tell you what, what we Paragon, Paragon and Ubisoft and all you developers listening, develop me a, 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 a fucking dude character that has like full armor except over his, his dick. I don't know. Show, throw me a bone. Show me an <laughs> equivalent. Like a Do it. Sock. Yeah. Just put it, put it in some fishnet. Put a bow on it. I don't care. <laughs> Nobody but like, that. but like, why? <laughs> like, it's very, it's very, very clearly unbalanced here. Every yes. company needs a, is this going to be okay position where it's like, you know, whether you think it's like funny or not, what's the community going right. to think about this and always run it through that. Is this going to be okay person? That should yeah. be a role every company should have. If you're, if you're going to expose, expose our cleavages, give me some damn assless chaps. Yeah. I want an assless chap skin for every Here's Overwatch character right now. <laughs> Come I think on. A lot of people would actually really like that. Do it. Um, yeah. especially like McCree. Go ahead. Assless chap ass everybody. Chaps. But my point is, it's not, it's not, it's a total one way street. The assless chaps wouldn't be the equivalent because if you get stabbed in the ass, you're probably going to live. But Your if you butt get can survive boot, a lot of damage. That's yeah, it's all Somebody asked me, yeah. this is a weird question and a weird tangential story, but I'm going with <laughs> it anyway. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Drinking obviously was involved in this. And, Someone asked me, the, there was a, like a small knife to cut um, things for the drinks, like the oranges or whatever. And there's like, if, if I had to stab you with this, where would you want to be stabbed? And I was like, uh, and it took me a while. And someone was like, the leg. I'm like, no, no, there are arteries in the leg. You don't want that. Like, if you hit yeah, an artery, no, there's lots of veins. In the butt. So eventually we said, we decided in the butt because there's not a lot of back there besides muscle and that, or fat. Yes. Yeah. And there's very little risk of you bleeding out. So, if you're ever going to get stabbed by a knife, turn your, your butt. butt. <laughs> get Blind your butt on fire. <laughs> I am so mad. Um, well, I think we'll, um, you know, need a few moments to, uh, to come down. We got a little heated there, but I think it's something that we need to talk about. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that we, that, that we brought it up. I'm happy that Ubisoft was quick to pull this on their own and that people, you know, brought it up afterwards just to be like, hey, don't forget, people are still making this stuff. So uh, I'm glad they did take it down. Um, that's all I have written down for the news. There was a couple other stories like surprise, Nintendo's working on another Zelda game. Um, we're all Golly super shocked what? about that. Is it a spinoff with just the Koroks? Cause I'd really like that. Um, Alexa, with all the poops. No, <laughs> that that be be awesome. Prince Sidon. 
Um, there's also news that PUBG hit 1 million players in their first 48 hours of launch on Xbox. Go away. Um, but they're still having major problems with the launch of that game. Um, so we're not really going to talk about that. Um, and there was some other stuff that was, was it Switzerland that said loot boxes aren't gambling? It was was New Zealand. New Zealand Zealand has confirmed that loot boxes, no, are not gambling. Um, but we, like you were kind of tired <laughs> of the loot box it. news, so we decided yeah. to skip it. So that being said, we're going to take a short break here, and then when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about some games we're playing, including the adult game of life. <laughs> Stay with us, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. This episode of the What's Good Games podcast is brought to you by TakeThis.org. Take This AFK Rooms are mental health first aid for conventions worldwide. And without the Psychomancers, they'd just be empty space. Since 2014, Take This has been sending Psychomancers to conventions worldwide, trained in the art of mental health first aid. Psychomancers create safe, welcoming spaces for people dealing with mental health issues and can help guide people in distress to the help they need. Between training, insuring, flying, lodging, and feeding our psychomancers, Take This spends over tens of thousands of dollars a year to help thousands of people dealing with mental health issues at conventions all over the world. And the psychomancers need your help to keep flying. Visit the Take This Patreon at patreon.com slash takethisorg to learn more about the Psychomancer Project and how you can help bring help, healing, and hope to people around the world. Become a sponsor of the Take This AFK Rooms, staffed with psychomancers, stuffed with hope. Patreon.com slash take this org. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the What's Good Games podcast. And as you know, we, of course, are brought to you by Take This, which you just heard about their Patreon page. Uh, but we're also, uh, this month, brought to you by... An anonymous sponsor. So this sponsor would like us to simply send the message that um, they know that What's Good Games helps people in the industry understand the important part that games media plays within our industry. And um, I think what he means by that is that we bring you know, hopefully thoughtful perspective and conversation and, and talk about issues in you know, a way that hopefully will stimulate conversation with you guys, with the people who are listening and who are watching. What? We're just smiling at each other. Wait, what? What's the What's the smile? Alex about? and I made eye contact, and we just made weird faces at each other. That's all it was. Okay, I got Don't distracted. And I was just drinking. <laughs> we um, were we, we were smiling and nodding along with your message, and had a moment. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> it was just so electrifying that it distracted her. Um, so we just want to give a big, um, <laughs> shout out and thank you. You know who you are. Um, thanks, and man. We appreciate your support and that you love what we do here at What's Good Games. And we couldn't uh, be here without, um, amazing sponsors like you. So. You're a real MVP. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Um, also, yeah, there was something else I was going to mention. Are um, we in the oubliette? Yep. Indeed. Now I want to go watch the labyrinth. Yes, we should do it. Wait, later. what? What's what? The oubliette's the place you put people to forget about it. What? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. It's like a hole in the ground. Ah. It is a hole in the ground. It's a dark Pretty hole much. in the ground. Okay, so 
on to the video games that we've been playing. Spoilers, not that many. Um, so. <laughs> That's a nice spread. Yeah, so, um, Steimer, why yeah. don't we start with you? So last week, we barely touched on the fact that you have revisited Persona 5. I have. So this, of course, was the RPG of the Year winner at the Game Awards. Yes. Um, what have you been thinking about your time with it? Have you been further enjoying it? Do you like it better? Do you like it worse? Um, I had a, I had a very nice rekindling with it um, because I played it, obviously, when it came out. I started playing it when it came out. And then I moved and life happened and I didn't want to play it on a monitor that was teeny tiny. I sure. wanted it on my big, beautiful television. So I waited and then fall happened. And then <laughs> eventually I was like, I don't know. The other day I was just like, I just had a hankering. I think it was because we kept singing the music. I saw it coming. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I just feel like having some kick-ass music and running around and beating the crap out of monsters um, so I fired it back up and was like, yes, I'm digging this game again. And, and it's just like, it's sort of comfort food for me, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, all right, okay, well, how should, who should I spend my day with? And like, what are we going to do guys? And yeah, it's like a fun game, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So wait, did you finish it or not? No, no, no. Sorry. Um, no, I just started playing it again. Okay. And then I was de- debating who I wanted to waifu. Oh, yeah. I'm still it's Makoto, right? Makoto. Yeah. yeah. Best but, girl. But I, I could, I'm technically far enough with the doctor that I could mm. romance mm. the doctor. Um, but I do think I'm going to go with Makoto. The problem with Makoto is I think I need to raise one of my stats higher for her to even progress with her S-Link anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is frustrating and that annoying is frustrating. That's weird that they would tie the S-Link to they the, the stat. They, no, no, they do that. They do it with certain ones and yeah. they also do it. Yeah, for but it's, friggin, they don't do it consistently. Um, no, they don't. Uh, they did it for nah, the girl with the headphones. Futaba? Uh, yes, Fut- Futaba. And, and she's stuck at like level two for me. <gasps> Cause like, I'm like, just, I'm not Futaba. charming enough to get to the next level with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really curious to think, to think, to know what you think about toward the end of the game because I feel like it just kind of, like, do you think it overstays its welcome? No, I think, I don't like, okay. No, I go ahead. I feel like it, it rushes. It rushes okay. the end. Okay. And I feel like you miss out a lot of time. And I don't know how it, people max out every single S-Link in that game before the game is over. You can't unless it's a second playthrough. Oh, I didn't know that. That makes so much sense. I've wondered about that ever since I finished it, like, months and months ago. I'm yeah, like, there's how, no way. I lose sleep over this. That does, that, that <laughs> game is designed to be played multiple, because when you carry over a new game plus, you keep all of your, your star stats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what called. Okay. Um, and so if you have that, your star fully maxed out, then the next time you play through, you can max out all okay. the S-Links. But you ha- usually have to follow a guide so that you're not messing up like every the days day you have precious. to maximize and you have to maximize exactly what you say to them so that you get the right amount of points so mm-hmm. that you can progress. And then, yeah, it's when I platinumed persona four golden, I had like three or four guides up at any given time. And I was, it was like a job. Dang. Damn. So you are, it's safe to say that you are the farthest in persona five than either of us. Cause I'm not, you're not done. No, I'm, I'm okay. not, I'm, I'm oh, not I done finished. yet. She finished. You I'm finished. Done. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're all farther hear, than me. I hear you. I hear Andrea quietly quiet over here. <laughs> Do you think because so when I started playing P5, um, I I I found that it was not I don't think as accessible from the get go as P4 was. If we wanted to hand Persona off to a newbie who definitely needs to play a Persona before they leave the planet. Like this lovely lady over do here. I know? Yes. yes. Yeah. They're fun. They're super do. fun. Do you okay. think, do you think P5, and a lot of people have had this question too, do you think P5 is more 
is more series newbie friendly or if it's a little more um i i wish i would say persona 4 actually i was gonna say persona 4 as well okay because and i and i also think that that cast of characters is just so good in persona 4 um but the problem is that the persona 4 is on the vita and not on the playstation 4 but i have a vita oh there you go okay there you go so you should play it while you're traveling because it just gave away your Vita. I could have kept yours. You could have, but we sent it away. We wrapped it in Christmas wrapping and I one lucky patron it enjoys my, my Vita. It has a new life with you now. I've set it free. I desperately wanted that crystal white Vita too. When Why it did first you came take out. it? Well, cause I have a Vita. Okay. I have the original OLED, uh, Vita. That so. one, the white one was, is an OLED as well. Oh, it is? Yeah. Dang it, Jim. See? <laughs> No, you were selfless, Andrea, and it's, you... It's going you, to a good home. There you go. It you're is. selfless. It Be is. proud. Um, um, yeah, P4. Play P4. I think... I do think P4 is is more accessible to somebody who's never played a Persona. I think Persona 5 is a bit... It expects you to kind of know... Yeah. What you're to doing. know know what you're getting into. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. I still have Final Fantasy IX on my docket to play. Girl, are I, you going to play that, though? I kind of got... I kind of obligated I, it. We got to chain her down, tape her eyelids open. I told Lux I would play, so... But, okay. but I, play. Committed to, I committed to that game before Persona. No, that's fine. Final Fantasy IX is my favorite. Please, go on and do that. It's For really me, great. I'm not really a Final Fantasy person, so I'm like, play Persona instead. <laughs> Final Fantasy IX is not as... I mean... It's 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 got a really a really nice intricate plot, but it's not as cuckoo bananas as the series got after nine after nine. Like it's not Final Fantasy levels of what the hell is going on here. It's like this happened because this happened, and you have all the information that you need. She's blowing. So, she's like, I'm trying to defuse. What's happening over here? I accidentally burped under my breath. Like and I then she was time. blowing it toward me. No, I'm trying to defuse the air. <laughs> I'm glad you sacrificed me and not Alexa over that. By the way, that's because I. Because I, you have to deal with my smells. Choose your words. <laughs> oh my god, it's, it's true. Okay, speaking of um, uh, Alexa, hi. You finished the Champions Ballad, the DLC for <sighs> the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, which came out last week. I last did. Um, so, um, thoughts. So after the emotional devastation of episode Ignis, I was looking for something a little more upbeat. Right. You wanted to cook some new recipes. Cook some new recipes. Fight some new things. Um, so here's my 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 biggest my biggest takeaway from the champions ballad so this was billed if for people who are not familiar with it is the second dlc pack for breath of the wild and the first dlc pack was kind of billed as like here's some extra stuff for you like you can now track everywhere you've been in the world by looking at your map oh, and we've added a bunch of new like master sword quests Wait, and you can you power up your master that? sword yeah it's part of the season pass there's two giant packs how much is the first one you can for twenty dollars, you get both. Okay, um, and they're actually there's a lot. There was a lot in the first DLC pack, but you're making it sound like it was just quality of life fixes. Uh, kind of, but it was also ways to like if you hadn't beat the game already, you could make your master sword more powerful by completing a trial. You could get a lot of uh, a lot of better armor. It, ba- it would basically help you get through some of the tougher challenges. And it, they set it up so they set it up as like this is a great DLC of quality of life stuff. Mm, I don't know that I like this, but the next but one. the champions ballad, which will come out later this year, will add more story mm-hmm. and gives you a mother. And Breath of the Wild, well, getting that motorcycle is a pain in the ass. Um, so, so Breath of the Wild to me had the Final Fantasy 15 problem of here are all, here are all these story points and all of these character relationships. And, uh, we're not, we're not going to go into any of them in, in too great, any of the interesting ones in too great details. 
Final Fantasy XV left its villain and a bunch of secondary characters in the dust. Uh, Breath of the Wild literally built on the concept of there were these four four new characters that basically like sacrificed their their lives to make sure that Link could Link and Zelda could escape so Link could revive Link could revive and whatever. Um, and these four characters, you know very little about them. You get like one flashback cutscene in the game. And then you like talk to their spirit in the divine beast. I'm not spoiling this for anyone, I hope. And like, and that's it. And like, you learn very, very small things. Like you learn that like Mifa was in love with Link and built the Zora armor for him because she wanted to ask him to be her husband. Mm-hmm. And Rivali is a dick and my least favorite character in the entire game. <laughs> and Urbosa was like this really strong, like aloof, like warrior who had a soft spot for Zelda and something with the Goron guy. They didn't flesh him out correctly at all. Mm-hmm. So. I wanted, I was, this was billed as a story edition. And I was like, great. There's so much missing here. I want to learn about Zelda's, uh, relationship with her father. I want all of this story stuff. Question. Yes. As somebody who has very limited Zelda experience, having only finished A Link Between Worlds, I assumed that these were all characters that were previously introduced in no. the Legend of Zelda canon. No. Nope. I just didn't know. No. They're new. So they're all new. All new. And so the, Oh, they're the all new. They are four. Oh. The races, the races, oh. the races oh. that they are. Yeah, the races are established, like the Zora and the, and the Rito, Goron. like and the Gorons. They've all been around. Okay. Um, but and the Gerudo, my favorite. But these heroes have not. These right. heroes are new. They are new characters for Breath of the Wild, and we didn't get as much time with them as I thought we would, and we learned very little. So the story DLC, I was like, great story DLC. I am so damn disappointed in this DLC. Because while it does give you, like, a bunch of new trials and stuff, like, it's, you get maybe, like, a two-minute cutscene for each of them, and then, like, chat with them a little bit more, and that's it. And I'm just like, wow. Like, it's uh. it's, it's it's really, really, really disappointing. Mm. Like, I still, I, I didn't, I, they, they want us to go in on these characters and buy the amiibo and, like, all this stuff, and there's just no emotional backing. And they built it as story-based, and this is what it is. There are four... So you you go back to the shrine where you woke up and you get a weapon called the one hit obliterator. And I, I like it. The sounds Keep go cool. on. And you have a challenge where you have to clear four areas in a, in a small area. You have to clear four enemy camps with this one hit obliterator. However, does it break? No. If you, you can kill something in one hit, but you can also be killed in one hit. Oh. So you have to Always like. Always a catch. Right. So you have to Always use like dodging. a. Yeah. Well, you have to use like a, you can use your bombs, your arrows. You can like implement a nice strategy to do it. So I, so I did that and I was like, okay, that's great. And then four points open up on the map, four new shrines open up and are like, these are for each champion. And it's literally each quest line is a to do list of, Go here, see the thing, fight the thing, um, complete the, complete a time trial in the environment, like beat a creature, and then you do a really obscenely, obscenely difficult shrine puzzle, which I think are actually really well done. I'm just stupid and take a long time to catch on. The shrine puzzles are the best shrine puzzles in the game. Like the puzzles they've added in this are fantastic. Like, but would you say they equate to the level of difficulty of say the divine beasts? Uh, Maybe, but they're still smaller. They're still those small little shrines, but you have to, they give you, they give you everything you need to solve it, but there's like 10 different ways to solve it. They just, they give you, they give you so much that it's every shrine though. You can only solve those in different ways. Right. But these shrines give you, you? yeah, these shrines give you so much. I did not know that. I did not know that. I mean like, sorry, sorry. I mean like different mechanics. Like you, you, there's not like just one way you can like solve it. Like 
you might use like the magnet thing. Sorry, it's been months since I played Zelda to do it. And I might like use the stasis thing instead. Yeah. That's what I mean. But these shrines give Wait, you... Really? Because I feel yeah. like they were pretty specific. At least the ones I were... The, the opening ones are really specific, but they mm-hmm. get harder the more difficult the shrines yeah. are to find. Mm-hmm. I think but, I'm at like shrine 60, maybe. I don't even remember. It's been a long maybe time less since than I that. Zelda. I still have a lot of shrines to go. Yeah. How many shrines are there? 100 and 127, something. 127, I think. And now there's a couple more. Um, but yeah, these puzzles are great. I like them. Um, but the laundry list that you have to do, and then you have to fight the divine beast boss uh, of the particular champion one more time. With Wait, a, what? Yes, really? Yeah, with a this with thing- a slight with a slight. There maybe they maybe have a little bit more health and they move a little bit faster. That's it. It's a little tweak, and then you get like a two minute cutscene. And like some of these cutscenes are cute. Like Mifa's cutscene has baby Prince Sidon in it, and it's fucking adorable. But the other ones, I'm just like, this I'm like, this so is all we get. Frustrating. It's all we get. I thought like, like the way that Nintendo painted this DLC, there were all these rumblings about like the way that it, it seemed like it was going to be Hyrule pre Calamity Ganon because it was talking about the champions that fell 100 years ago and mm-hmm. how they were 100 years ago. So people were thinking like, oh, the map's going to change. You're going to go back and you're going to do this narrative DLC and it's going to be different. Uh, nothing changes. You're just doing time trials and doing a flashback and it makes no sense because the narrative reason you're doing it is, oh, you're doing the same trials that these champions had to complete in order to become champions. And I'm like, this is really fucking lame. And I am so, so, so disappointed. It is disappointing because I feel like even when they were marketing the game at the beginning, they threw in some of those heavy hitter cutscenes between Link and Zelda, which are, you know, ultimately flashbacks that you learn. And so when I went into Zelda, I expected like a lot of story, a lot of character, you know, development, get to know like these, these four awesome, interesting races that we followed since we've been playing Zelda. And now we finally get these fully fleshed out characters or so we thought. No. And that's not it at all. And then Ooh. here's the story DLC coming. And no. Well, the thing about those cutscenes that you mentioned, those cutscenes are from the memories right. that are optional to collect. You right. can complete the game without collecting anything. You can wake up and be like, fuck it. I'm going to go fight Ganon now and go and do it. It'll and be I, hard, but you can do it. Yeah, I did that accidentally. And I'm like, is this, is this it? There's no, the, 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 that's, that, that game is, is big and it's beautiful and it gives you a lot to do. But I realized as I finished this DLC, the the final boss, by the way, is very surprising and very good. And then you get the freaking Master Cycle Zero. But I don't have any more shit to do. So where am I going to take my Master Cycle Zero? Just ride around. Just ride around Hyrule. So this I don't know. So it's like, so it's, so it's, it's, it, it, it's everything. The, the DLC is everything that the original game did well. Puzzles, like challenges, like making you think, like giving you like a space, like a space to play in and make yourself feel smart and whatnot. But the story DLC, the main game, and I realized it as I completed this DLC, the main game, I was like, I was like, oh, the narrative is really watery. No, that narrative has no through line and gives you so little incentive to seek it out and find it. There is no story in this game, and this DLC made me be like, this game is beautiful, and I love it, and I'll probably go in and complete a couple more shrines or whatever, but I'm so damn disappointed because stuff like, like my favorite Zelda game ever is The Wind Waker, and that story is like, that that story, it, it, it pulls you through it, and I think by making Zelda open world, they forgot 
to give they like you need to have some you need to give players an incentive and a reason Mm -hmm. to follow Mm -hmm. your story Mm -hmm. you can't just give them an open game and say you can go kill all the final bosses if you want and don't do any story and i understand maybe they did that for players that don't care about story they just want to solve dungeon puzzles but 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 then there's nothing connecting it that's why i kind of put it down and haven't really picked it back up and i think this is so bummed this has been a, a common thread that we've seen and we hear you guys a lot of you have reached out to us in comments on facebook posts and things saying i don't know why you guys hate zelda so much and like which is categorically false there's nobody in this room right now that hates zelda nobody no i love it and i want it to be better right and that's why you're so passionate about your critique of it because if you didn't care about zelda we wouldn't be talking about it this long right Mm -hmm. and like i think the the point is is that there seems to be two schools of thought when people play Zelda. One is I love just exploring and being in the world and talking to random people and going to see what's on that mountain or pulling out the magnet and seeing what's in that body of water, right? Like just the kind of open world like discovery seems to really be enough for one group of people to be like, that's all I need in this game. And then the other group seems to be like where we're in to be like, cool, that's all right, but the open world isn't engaging enough for that to be good enough for me. Mm-hmm. I need something. Either the combat needs to be more engaging, the storylines need to be better, the puzzle solving needs to be more intricate, or maybe all of the above, in order for me to want to keep playing this game in a year where yeah. there's just so many other amazing games that I could be spending time with. The thing about Zelda games is like the gimmick the gimmick has always been tied to the narrative. Think of Majora's Mask. You put on the mask, you become a thing. It's creepy or winding time, whatever. Think of Ocarina of Time. You have the time rewinding. Think of Wind Waker. It's the man who turned into a boat because why? Because he could. Like, it's, it's I would love to be a boat. Right. But it's all, <laughs> it's, it's all together. And this gimmick was, if you want to distill it down to it, it's an, it's, it's an open world. You can crap, you can do whatever you want. It's a sandbox. Mm-hmm. It's a survival game. It's, it's don't starve or whatever. Don't starve Zelda. Yeah. And, um, there was no, just no, like, I don't know how that tied into the story at all. Yeah. yeah. This was cool. Weird. I, I would be curious to go back and play an older Zelda. Cause this is the first Zelda I've ever played. Oh God. Uh, oh God. Go back and play Ocarina of Time. Girl. Can, play, play Ocarina of Time first. Nintendo what? give me virtual console on my Switch first so that I can play it on my Switch. It's on, 3DS. on 3DS. It's on 3DS. It's on 3DS. Yes. Get you one. can borrow my 3DS and Ocarina of Time. I'll send it back with you. No okay. excuses now, Simer. Yeah. I have a really cute Yoshi 3DS. Oh, okay. I have the fire. Now, I have a lot one. of feelings about Zelda. Unfortunately, I'm kind of slow right now because like of this, this situation I have going inside my body, going on inside my body. Jesus. Whoa. Whoa. Um, but that's like one of the main things I, yeah, like we love Zelda. I love Zelda clearly, you know, clearly. You that. have like 90% let me, of your wardrobe is Zelda related things. Let me ask you this, Brittany. Mm-hmm. When you think of your favorite, like, moment thing in like all of zelda ever what is it gut reaction oh god from your favorite game i love the time passing in ocarina of time how you become small link when you're 11 you pull it out seven years past you're 18 now you're adult link and all of hyrule has gone to shit see that's a that's a game mechanic tied to the goddamn story yeah, yeah. that's true like no. those are the things that that, that people remember and I, it's like and this, is what, this is what i ask people if, if breath of the wild was not a zelda game if it was just like a game that was like just came out brand new ip from some studio whatever would it be getting the praise that it is currently receiving now i think it like it does some things really well like the puzzle solving i think the open world is done really well but the story the character but these characters are also throwaway even like these main like points of plot who yeah. gives a shit 
it's like i hello random person i met at a stable that's cool have a good life i don't care about you anymore like it, it's so sad do and you normally care about npcs in zelda games yeah, some of them. Okay, some of them are pretty iconic, right? They Beetle. keep reappearing well, in Beetle's other Zelda around games. In Zelda now, and I'm like, you're kind of annoying. Yeah, uh, you always. I mean, you're always meeting new Gorons and new Zora, and like the Zora evolve. And, and, and that's like, such a because when they were marketing this game, you know, they were sh- like showing an emphasis on story, and they showed some real emotional moments. I'm mean, holy crap, we're gonna get this super story driven like Zelda thing that I've wanted for so 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 long on like the Switch where I can handle it. I hope they put a lot of like time and effort into narrative. Especially when it comes to the races, because the Zora, the Goron, the Groot, like all of them are like, yay. But now, you know, we haven't learned really anything about them, maybe a little bit more about their culture, but the opportunity to get to know like a really fully fleshed out character of that race is like, it was shit on. And it's like, why? Yeah. I have so many questions. And also it seems like everyone in that game, except for like three people, all live longer than a hundred years. Cause they're all like, hey, you remember me? I saw you a hundred years ago. And it's like, well, where's the explanation for this? Right. I feel like they couldn't, I feel like there was, a, I feel like, I'm sorry. That's actually a good I point. Love, I love, <laughs> I was like, wait, yeah, right. I love, love Zelda games, but like, I feel like they were a little sloppy with this narrative. Like, it feels sloppy to me. I went, so I am a, I do narrative consulting. It's like a thing I do. And like, I just feel like this, it was just like, they, they didn't, it's like they didn't think about it and they were just like, oh, like whatever, we're not going to explain it. It's fine. It'll throw away. Like fans will get it. It, you know, it's whatever. And I'm like, you can't, like, you can't just get away with that because you're Nintendo and this right. is Zelda. You can't just do it because it's Zelda and you can't market a damn thing called the Champion's Ballad promising all of this new information. And then you give me less than 20 minutes of cutscenes and then like five minutes of like extra audio. Like, that's not cool. And we've had the same conversation about like Mario, about how like Mario Odyssey is wonderful and lovely and super joy inducing, but it's also a Mario game. And if it was any other game without this IP, would people be praising? it the way it is no it would be like ukulele it's great you know or it's better than ukulele yes mechanically it is definitively better of course it's a great game it was the first platformer that's cartoony that came to my mind yeah so like here's the thing i want to transition into super mario odyssey since you brought it up because i've go for it i've been playing this um because i've been traveling over the last couple of weekends and i've been playing a lot more of it because i didn't get a chance to we have cappy here in the studio sorry Um, cappy and i've been enjoying my time with it i've been collecting my coins and buying my different outfits and visiting you know the the local shops and collecting power moons right so it's the thing that I keep coming back to in that game is mechanically it's pretty like perfectly executed from a production standpoint, right? Like everything works, right? Yep. That's one of the joys of Nintendo games and that they should deserve it should and get praise for is that they put polish at the high at the top of their list of things that they want to get right. And it is a wonderfully polished game. I do not recall in my life ever playing a broken Mario game that had any bit of jank or bugs or glitches, like really at all. And I think that that's worth noting and pointing out as something that's incredibly difficult to do. Well, especially with Zelda, which was an open world game. And those are typically have yes. some sort, some level of bugs in them. 100%. Right. So I've been going through and playing and I, I, I'm right now I'm about to pass through the end of the lunching kingdom 
Um, and I went through New Donk City after like hearing everybody go talk about it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it was it was pretty cool." And it was it wasn't it was cool. Yeah, and there's very clearly things that I'm like, okay, I have, I'm cl- I'm gonna have to come back to this later in the game once I understand a mechanic that's going to be revealed to me later. I like the kind of illusion there, the foreshadowing of like you're gonna need to come back and replay this to like find like the other secret areas and things like that and. I think the problem I have is that they keep using some of these same narrative tropes that, you know, some of the traps that I think Zelda is clearly falling into um, of like the boss fights were 100% predictable. I probably could have fought those boss fights with my eyes closed. They were so predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, and this idea of the brutals, somebody who you're really hung up on these brutals. It was I, Alexa telling you that they're the wedding planners. They're I the wedding planners. Them. They're the worst. They seem, <laughs> they seem like such a waste. Like, I mean, I guess it's kind of cutesy that like, oh, in each kingdom, you're going after a different item that's going to end up at the wedding of Peach and Bowser, right? Like this idea of like, oh, we got to get the sparkling water over here and the frozen cake over here and the fancy dress over here and the flowers from this kingdom. Like, okay, I, like I kind of get it they've tied it together like very loosely mm-hmm. but like who are these people where did they come from the, like where oh, do they fit into the like ending the world mario the narrative planning planet of weird rabbits <laughs> i don't want to i don't you haven't gotten to the end i don't want to spoil the end no don't okay. don't spoil it but like i hate though that they make an appearance that they're weird that they're on this random ship and then like i, I can beat them in like sub 60 seconds well here's my question, compounding on your idea of these throwaway characters are super weird. Where are the hell are Bowser's children? Where's Bowser Jr.? The, yeah, the, the where are the Koopa kids? They're protesting mm-hmm. this wedding. They don't Koopa want kid. to do with it. <laughs> Koopa kid has been they dead don't want for a years. New mom. They don't want to. Like mom. Koopa kid. Remember they? Yeah, like, they where's they, Lenny? They, yeah. they, they, they retired yeah. Koopa kid. There was one Koopa, Koopa kid. Koopa Jr. Right. Um, and he's been Nintendo says he's retired. I think he died. No one's talking about it. Um, it is like weird, it is weird to me that after that this is the one like narrative choice that they're taking with Odyssey. Obviously, you know when they first revealed this game, it was all about New Donk City and like the human element of it. Oh. And, like, also, it's weird that Pauline looks is animated differently, and everyone is a real human that, around her. But she's like Mayor Pauline, and she looks different. She looks cartoony, and everyone else is like, "Who like, are like these weird humans?" Person. Yeah, um, and they talk like this. It's like being le- led by a Muppet. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. And like why is her why are her posters all over the city? Because she's also she's a singer. Using her mayoral power to take over. To promote I love her own Samer has an answer for everything. No, It'd be great. like if Lucius Lyon was running New Donk City. He she's, would put his photos everywhere. Well she's like the Arnold she, she cuts Empire joke. She is to New Donk City as like Arnold Schwarzenegger was to California because she's like because she's Pauline from the Donkey Kong game so she's famous so it's like no, I run the city on. now so I here are my posters I've been a California resident I was here all through Arnold Schwarzenegger's reign he did not put up posters of himself everywhere no I mean like she is celebrity is what <laughs> I meant imagine? I she is celebrity I'm a giant like, Schwarzenegger that's fan that's cool man but look we're arguing about a game he is where, all over Venice but that's because that's what you're used to bodybuild we're arguing about a game where Mario's shambling corpse goes around <laughs> Goes around like taking over body snatching people. You know what? Yeah. When I die, I want Cappy you on want my head. To animate you? No, I want Cappy on my head in the casket. Why? Can that would be really we use sad. This video to show to your parents to be like, listen, we know it's a weird request. Dear we mom have and video dad, of her. If I have passed and you are still alive, 
please put this dumb hat on my head. No. Do you want the hat on top of the hat? The Santa hat? No, no, no. no. Just, just the right. Just, just, happy. just the cappy okay. hat. And then oh, I want to be cremated with it. No. Oh, it's got dark. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Whatever you want, milady. Um, so... I'm going to obviously finish the game. Uh, I don't know how much time I'm going to spend going back to get the power moons. The ones I've gotten so far, and I've gotten quite a few. Um, and like, I'll spend extra time in the world looking for moons before I go like fight the boss, which is the same three waves of boss fights that Mario's done for every Mario for the, now until the end of time. Um, but I just. I'm really having trouble understanding why people are so enraptured by this game. Are any of the three of you one of those people or do I need to seek outside console? <laughs> I, so I love, I wouldn't say I'm enraptured by it. I love it because I think because I don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's pretty to look at and it's like comfort food. The it's music like, is nice and charming. Yeah. Right. But it's like, it's, it's, you know, meatloaf and mashed potatoes and horizon is like a fucking five course dinner at the French laundry. Like it's, 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 it's a comfort thing. That's a great analogy. That was yeah. Fantastic. No, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a new thing, but it's not, it's not, new and it's i like it because again like i don't have to invest so much of my brain into it Mm -hmm. i can just play it and it's like soothing and it's calming and it's familiar i don't think it's like but because it is familiar to me like it's you can turn it off by the way but it's not yeah it doesn't bring me like an overwhelming sense of joy it's Mm -hmm. just like oh this is nice yeah it's nice this is nice and I like it. And, and like, I will, this is the most yeah. magical, mystical, wonderful, amazing thing of all time. <laughs> I'm not emotionally moved by it. Maybe a little, a little, uh, a little, uh, 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 perturbed by some things that happened in that game, but I'm not like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. You know, it's, it's delightful, but it's not like I'm not champing at the bit to go back <laughs> but, yeah, but right. i am going to like i'm that's my travel game and i'm right. saving it specifically for airports mostly yeah Brett, uh, you were saying well, i was just gonna say like i can't play it for more than maybe 45 minutes at a time and then i'm like okay i know where this is going like i like getting to the new world and seeing how cute and like animated it is and how bright and colorful and cute but then i'm like all right i'm done getting moons for tonight and then i set it down i don't pick it up for a couple weeks which is strange because i've never had this with mario games before but i think i'm just with all Do these- you normally just like play them through oh yeah usually that'll be my game i'll you know sink in a few hours every night but after about 45 minutes i'm like okay this is fun this is cute and i'm gonna go play something else i feel like because there are so many games on my backlog that are different like human fall flat super silly game but or horizon or any of these other games that i can kind of just like eh, i'm more interested experience those than mario because i think i'm just over the formula of it I don't know. It's not really comfort food to me. It's more of like a, it feels more like a chore. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Okay. It feels like broccoli you have to eat because it's good for you. Yeah. That's good. Mario broccoli. broccoli. delicious. I know. I, I love broccoli. broccoli. Only covered in cheese sauce. But like sometimes, no. but sometimes I still I don't, don't want to eat it even though it tastes good. Sometimes I'm like, where's the bread and the butter? That's really all I want. I will always eat the broccoli. Yeah. Broccoli's great. Um, Okay, this is analogy has got off the rails just a little bit. No, There's one more game um, that I would like to mention. Um, we're not going to talk about Life is Strange Episode 3 here. It's fresh. It's brand new. We, of course, will be doing a full spoiler cast when we're back in January. So you guys have a couple of weeks to play through it. But I do want to um, talk briefly about... Um, so I have been still playing um, Curse of Osiris. And Any updates? There's been yet 
another Farts. apology and fix from Bungie. Oh, Lassai. And like, I was talking to Simer about this. So I was, I was running around the game last night. Um, so they've reintroduced the three of coins with from Zur, who is like an exotic wares merchant who shows up on the weekends, this creepy guy with his Cthulhu, Cthulhu face. Um, <laughs> and he's an agent of the nine and he shows up and he sells fancy things for lots of money that you have to earn in game. Like you can't buy your way into stuff from Zur. And so. I was like, cool. I always go and check out what Zur has every week. Sometimes he's got good stuff. Sometimes he doesn't. And I was like, oh, three of coins are back. So the three of coins is an item that allows you to have an increased chance of organically earning an exotic engram in the world. The exotics being like the highest level gear that you can get in Destiny. So what it does is you use this consumable and for four hours – all of the other drops you get in the world have a higher percentage chance of dropping better gear. You are basically buying prayer candles for RN Jesus. <laughs> That's exactly what wow. it is. <laughs> that was yes, so you're doing a rain dance, whatever, whatever you know, religious anecdote you would like to apply in this case. But prayer candles for RN Jesus is perfect. Um, and so in Destiny, these were really popular because you could buy them for, you know, a reasonable amount of in-game currency, you use strange coins, which are no longer a currency item in Destiny 2, but um, they would cost, I think, seven strange coins, and like an exotic gun would be like 20 to 30 strange coins. The numbers are rough here, but close. So like for proportion, that's about what it would cost. So now to get an exotic piece of gear, it's around 25 shards. Yeah, that was about right. Legendary shards, I believe. Um, which you get by breaking down other pieces of gear. And then the strange coins are now 31 shards. So, and according to your Twitter feed, they are broken. Yeah. So not only are they more expensive than buying the exotic gear itself, you're literally just buying the prayer candle. <laughs> You're buying the chance to maybe earn exotic gear, not a guaranteed piece. It's more expensive than actually buying the piece of exotic gear itself. Um, they launched the three of coins and it's broken, meaning p- lots of people bought these and then they tested them out because they're like, Oh yes, well, I know this item from re- a regular destiny. This is cool because it would work where every, I would say eight to 10 tries every every eight to ten coins that you would use in regular destiny you would get an exotic uh, maybe even less than that depending on how good you were about farming but now it's like people are like oh well in all of these different activities the farming doesn't work you have it only works in like this one type of activity and i just i had to put out this like collective side to be like i don't understand how it is so broken <laughs> what why why would you keep releasing things that aren't fucking done that are half-baked that aren't finished being built that aren't play tested aren't balanced like economically and i just like i think i might have hit the wall oh, i think no. i think i might be to the place where i cannot can no longer make join me on the ground excuse join us playing persona come to the dark side can no longer make excuses i think i might have to step away for a while 
until they get their shit together. Yeah. It's really frustrating because like it's almost exactly what happened in Vanilla Destiny. They released the Dark Below. It was crap. A lot of people thought it was crap. I still... What? I'm laughing at the so last night I watched you play. Sorry, you finish your thing. I'm gonna. I'm, I'll come yeah. back. I I think I might just have to step. What I did there is I stepped away for like three to four months until House of Wolves came out. So Dark Below came out in December after their September launch. House of Wolves didn't come out until May. So like a solid four months after that, I like stepped away from Destiny. I think I might have to step away for a while. Until they get their act together. The thing that's ma- that makes me angry about this, like Alexa was angry about the Champions Ballad be- letting her down and not being as good as she wanted it to be. You hurt me. Was that I love this franchise and I have been such a big part of the community and I've met friends through this game and I love playing with the What's Good Guardians. And there's still people in the What's Good Guardians 2 whose names I just got. I just got your PSN names that I want to play with. But like I can't keep giving them passes Right? Like, and also you've been working on this game for so many years and you saw the mistakes you made in the first game. How are you still fucking it up? Are you just getting lazy? Like, Bungie, what's going on over there, man? (laughs) Well, this is so when, when I was watching Andrea play a mission last night in, and it was from, Curse of Osiris. Yeah. It was a meditation. She was watching me play one of Ikoray's meditations on a mission from the DLC. I don't know what any of those mean. Just it's smile just, and not it's Alexa. It's basically, you're, you playing, you're replaying, replaying a chunk of a level. Yeah. yeah. And so she's playing through it and I was like, and it's like, oh, it's the pseudo Vex, whatever the hell they want to call them. The Descendants. The Descendants, which is the Vex, but as you said, with more rounded edges and slightly more brown. Yeah. And so <laughs> brown. I, I, and I was like, they're just gross looking i don't it's know the, it's the same anime yeah and uh, yeah the hitbox is in the same spot and but one of the dialogue things that the ghost says is we haven't seen these since the dark below and i was like oh so you mean since the last time you did this since the vault of glass technically oh sorry vault said. of glass but i couldn't remember but yeah, yeah. And, and i was just like dumb <laughs> dumb it's- yeah i've stepped away i have to after this is like what i said at me last week like i jumped into uh, destiny went first release had a good time but i was like it's kind of flawed i'm gonna step away stepped away went back into it had a good time with it but it's kind of like you said sounds like that's happening now so right. there's many more other things i could play with my life like horizon yes you better get your ass on horizon keep keep playing that game no it's too bad and it, it is to quote dbz yet again mind-boggling how yeah. do you make the same mistakes again and again like what's going on behind it's the like scenes? they all got amnesia yeah i don't think they got amnesia 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 I think what's happening is that their sales numbers made them a little cocky. I think that they had a a fantastic launch and a lot of people came back to Destiny that left it and were really excited about it. And it was fun at launch. Building that up. Destiny 2. Did you notice the big fucking 2? And they actually said that verbatim almost. No, that's what Luke Smith said on stage. And I was like, where's your extra class? where's the new enemies the new enemy where's yeah and i and i don't necessarily need to rehash all the criticisms that i have made and we have made on the show for what destiny 2 has been lacking i think the the reason i'm upset is because i thought okay the dlc is a good time for them to show 
they're, how they've yeah, improved how it, how they've kind of heard what the community has said about it to bring some meaningful content because once again, we still are content light. Is there more content? Unequivocally, yes. There's definitely more content and more things to play in Destiny 2 than there was in Destiny, without a doubt. However... They've been um, doing really stupid things, like the the when they gated the yes. they gated the end game content or yes. something. They so, closed off stuff that for people who trophies that were gated from DLC. Yeah. They released this weapon that was unbalanced, and then they said they had to nerf it. Um, can you? But can you really like that? Doesn't seem like greed to me. That just seems like. It just seems Stupid like a cost. Like, there must be just decisions. like people yeah. running around with their heads, like chickens with their head cut they need off. The, like, is this okay, chaos. person? That I talked about yeah. earlier. Yes, you do. Yes, they do, Brandon. Yeah, they need this. Is this going to be okay? A quality person. Is this the That's called a consultant. Be okay? I do that. You know what? You Bungie, would, you would if you want to call me. Someone like Deej would be that person for them, right? Like, he's in the community all the time. He hears these complaints. He plays the, the game. He knows what people want and what they don't want. I don't know if he has the power to actually, like, make an influence or make a difference when some of these decisions are made, you know, like Bungie is this big studio and, and perhaps like what's happening is that they're just not communicating with each other. And that's really tragic because I wanted to see this game like soar. I wanted to see them have a fantastic year to write all of their missteps and to really come out swinging and say, you're going to love this game because the, the shared world shooter, the community aspects, the gunplay, everything is great. And we're not going to fuck it up this time. And they keep fucking it up. Stop fucking it up, Bungie. This may wow. be the last time we hear Andrea talk about Destiny 2 in the podcast. It's not going to be the last time. Maybe until but, you know, next year. It's like a week. But I'm saying there's a lot of other things to play on my plate. And I'm looking forward to taking a break and getting back to some games that I haven't spent enough time with and I haven't finished and to playing some new stuff. Um, and so hopefully when we're back in the new year with our next hands-on segment, because next week's show is going to be all about our, our awards that – um, I have some cool new stuff to talk about. So, yeah. Anyway, that's going to be the end of that. Right? Can I, I just want to real Ooh. quick. I just want a humble brag. Yes. Go that for I, it. that I beat Donkey Kong country oh, over yes. the weekend. And it's been like 20 plus years since I last beat that game. Wow. But I that game's did tough. it. Did and that it ending is, fool you again? It did. And I, so I, I angry <laughs> tweeted, um, and actually rare responded to me like the other day. Wait, really? Yeah. It was pretty fun. They just responded to a bunch of my things with gifts that were, pretty well chosen i have to say um and so so yeah so literally i'm there i'm like oh i beat the game i of course do the thing where i pull out my phone i'm gonna take a picture yep. and Not then the guy, and the guy gets up and kills me and i'm like oh i forgot about this shit. that was so no king k rule does not fuck around king no well shit yeah and uh good shit they don't make them like they used to no. anymore i think it took me 20 plus like probably close to 30 tries to beat the last boss but I did it. That and now really I can say too. that I beat. I am the Donkey It's a very Kong emotional queen. ending. The music and everyone's like walking by and you get the name of all the enemies. Yeah. Like it was yesterday. It was real good. And that music is so good too. Okay. Those were the days. Those were, Those the, were days. the fucking days. Um, everything was much simpler then. Yeah. Yep. Including programming. It's true. Um, ladies and gentlemen, um, thanks for sticking with us through our hands-on segment and our rants. Um, we have... A very interesting discussion coming up in the third segment. We're going to talk about what we're looking forward to, what excites us, what blows our skirts up coming in 2018. Ooh. <laughs> so stick with us for our most anticipated discussion right after the break. 
everybody. Brett, I love that shirt. It's great. Um, it is the unique low. I am legend. Zelda shirt. The first time I saw it, you were wearing it. Yes. And, and then like, I bought it and you bought it. No, actually, yeah, like the day after I saw Andrea wear it, I was gifted it. And I was like, look at that. Am I the only one without this shirt? Probably. Mm, Sorry, squeaky Mike. Wow. Sorry, Steimer. I have the Boo shirt. Big fan of the Boo shirt. I have none of the Uniqlo Nintendo shirts because I went to Uniqlo too late and then they only had the ones I did not want. I wanted the Boo shirt real bad. I love it. Yeah, that one uh, sold out really fast. You might still be able to find it on eBay hmm. for a bajillion million dollars. I'm not into One that. million dollars. I pay face value only. okay (laughs) um ladies and gentlemen it is time to talk about the future 2018 is almost here um so there's a lot of amazing games coming out at the game awards people voted the last of us part two as the most anticipated game but i would say that that game is probably a 2019 game yeah Mm -hmm. um so we're going to talk about some games that we're excited for that are confirmed so um just for some um refreshers of some big titles that are going to be coming that are confirmed for 2018. There's Fire Emblem for the Nintendo Switch. Ah! There is MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries. There is Psychonauts 2. Um, There are um, Far Cry 5 is confirmed. We've got Red Dead Redemption. Dad of War. Spider-Man. Yes, Dad of War. Um, Let me get another list because this list has some things that aren't right. Um, oh, I saw a visceral Star Wars game on there. Rip in peace. So okay, indeed. I, so the first within the first. Did you so make here's, a list too, Alexa? Here is the definitive release date list, confirmed release date list for Q1. Cool games Wait, that have release dates. Just pick the top. Just pick the top ones. Yeah, don't list everything. Just the ones that you think will, will actually make this conversation. Because we want to talk about everything for 2018. Most of them Q1. are weeaboo games, and you won't care. Right. What so this is Q1. Queen? So Right. Got- she doesn't even fight. Okay, ladies. Right, she says. List. I have my list of games I'm okay. excited for. So. Go for it. January 23rd, Lost Sphere. Yes, 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 yes. February 6th, Shadow of the Colossus. February 15th, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Anyone else? Nope. 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 Okay, February 15th, Secret of Mana. March 20th, Sea of Thieves. 23rd, Nino Kuni 2. 23rd, A Way Out. 27th, Far Cry 5. April 13th, We Happy Few. And then these are just Q1s that don't have a release date. Anthem, Days Gone, Detroit Become Human. Anthem's Q1? No way. No, 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 no Q4. No, Q4. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Detroit Become Human, Dragon Quest 11. Crackdown 3. There you go. God of War, Harvest Moonlight of Hope. I'm going to give it another chance on console. Jurassic World Evolution. Oh, fuck. Kingdom Hearts 3. That. Kirby Star Allies, Monster Hunter World, Overkills the Walking Dead, Project Octopath Traveler, Red Dead, Spider-Man, State of Decay 2, The Wolf Among Us Season 2, and Vampire. What and about Detroit Become Human? She said, said, that. She said oh. that. What about Metro Exodus? Did not mention that. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 and Don't Nod's New Life is Strange. And, and, one that none of you will ever have on your list, but I'm going to talk about anyway, because I feel like it. Um, Hero You. Which is the Kickstarter game from like a billion years ago by the same people who made Quest for Glory, which is of course my favorite game franchise of all time. Oh, good for you, Sam. So that hero you wow. will finally, finally see the light of day next year, and I am very excited about it. Did somebody mention Shenmue? I was gonna talk about Shenmue. Did anybody mention Skull and Bones? Nope. Those no. were my personal games. I'm not sold in Skull and Bones yeah, I either. I'm, I'm I was until I, I learned to see it's more. a combat. 
combat yeah. game. I'm, I'm with it. you. I'm uncoordinated, so I don't know how well I will do in a ship on the sea. <laughs> what about Ori and the Will of the Wisps? Do you Is think that that's coming out next year or 2019? I'm going to guess 2019. Yeah, it's a little too close to... Mm-hmm. Um, I love that Beyond Good and Evil 2 is on this game's radar list, which is LOL. like, that's LOL. 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 No. Um, okay. So who wants to begin? Brit. So Clearly Brittany does. I um, read all my lists off, girls. I know, but that's a lot. That's a but giant, like, that's a giant if, list. Do you okay. have like one that you would like pee yourself if it came out tomorrow? No. And this is the, pre- this is the problem myself is because this year we got a new installment like all of my favorite franchises we had a new resident evil game a new zelda game a new mario game divinity divinity um mass effect, mass effect. yeah and I, i'm sure i'm spacing on some other ones i think did pokemon come out this year no that was last year okay uh so maybe nino kuni sounds fun secret of mana remake i'm looking forward to that I'm interested to see how Sea of Thieves ultimately shapes out. But right now, the one I'm most looking forward to that has a confirmed release date is Far Cry 5 because of that co-op action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the co-op in that game, we talked about this a little bit last week, um, is is well done. Um, I do think it's interesting that they don't let your narrative progression transfer. It's just the open world progression, which is seems like a mistake to me, but there must be something from a design perspective that maybe they decided to make that choice. Um, I would have preferred to be otherwise, but um, I think that game looks great. I still think it feels a little too samey like previous Far Cry, Um, but um, I think it looks good. I think it'll be well done. Yeah, that won't be an issue because I've never finished a Far Cry game before, so this Mm. is all kind of like new and exciting to me. Good, good. Yes, experience it. Um, Steimer, was there anything that jumped off that list for you? Um, besides the one I mentioned, uh, <laughs> my old ass adventure games that I love so much. Uh, and I am, ex- I'm, let's see, let me look. I mean, obviously Red Dead Redemption. I 100%ed, uh, Red Dead, mm-hmm. the first one, or technically the second one, yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, and- no. uh, Red Dead Redemption was not a sequel, <laughs> people. Know, it wasn't. I'm very passionate about this. But, so I'm excited, I'm excited, but also sort of apprehensive just because of the way they've currently marketed it. I'm, concerned slightly about the protagonist because I don't know that I'm going to be able to relate or like this person. If he's a dick. If he's just 100% garbage as like a, as a human soul. You mean like the like characters a, is, in it, Grand Theft Auto Five, for example? I have found things slightly redeemable about each of those people. Okay, so you, you just for the record, you use the word slightly redeemable but we can agree that True. they were not good people they were not the greatest but they had either humor or humor is not a, a morally redeeming quality it is for me as a salty person <laughs> what's a redeemable quality that's a great question because i feel like you, <laughs> I feel like you, you on like the I, don't, I don't actually know um i think it's just like whether or not i feel like they have Something interesting about them. And I did mm. find something interesting about Michael. And I found something interesting about um, Trevor. And uh, of course, I'm forgetting the last guy's name. Don't ask me. Oops. Other oh, not Trevor. Franklin. Franklin. And um, he's got a longer name. So, of course, I would never remember that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Really? It's two oh, syllables. Oh, you really too Frank? Frank? No, Lynn. <laughs> Franklin. He's not Trevor. So, no one knows him. Um, <laughs> Trevor was the standout, like, the star of that game. The breakout like. star of GTA Five. Trevor. But for this new bro in Red Dead Redemption 2, 
I just don't, I guess I'm not intrigued by him and that's the problem I'm finding. Yeah. I don't mean, necessarily we don't know he, anything about we him. We don't yet. know anything about him and the marketing that we have seen, the marketing, if that's what you want to call it, it's, it wasn't that great. We've talked about this before. It's a horsey and a bunch of guns. The horsey was great. Horsey was awesome. I want to know if I'm going to accidentally kill my horse like I did in Red Dead 1. You what? So. There was def- there was a t- several missions where I ride the horse up, I'd, I'd park it behind me, right, and be like, "You stay here, horse. I'm going up ahead with my gun. Don't come here." And so I would crawl up to the front, and for whatever fucking reason, the horse ran. Like I was literally crosshairs you, crosshairs up to shoot this guy in the window. The horse ran no. by the scene when I shot it in the head, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> what about the Wolf Among Us season two? I oh yeah. Well, I've. Mixed Hold feelings. on, we're, we're hard pivoting here. Yeah, that was a hard pivot. <laughs> no, oh, I thought you were done talking about that. Was, that was a hard pivot. God damn it. It's okay, Britt. We well, still now, love you. Now we've committed to the hard pivot because we've talked about it for longer than 10 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Before we move on to The Wolf Among Us, um, full disclosure, I never finished Red Dead Redemption 2 oh. or Red Dead what? Redemption, Red excuse Redemption. me. Okay. I played maybe 20 hours of that game. So not a lot. But if you've listened to me talk about GTA or other Rockstar games, the only Rockstar game that I've really like loved was Max Payne. Um, I don't know why that one out of all of them, but like there's just been something about the open world of Rockstar games that I appreciate from a game development perspective. And I've said this over and over again about GTA five and how I did not like the storylines in that game. And after watching John play through all three different endings i was just like wow i can't believe that's the the direction they went um and i stand firm with that i just it's not for me but i appreciate what they've done the attention to detail in the open world the amount of quests how the quests interact together like the art in that game the level design like i appreciate it from a gameplay perspective and can say like i get why that game is, is as successful as it is it just was not for me I'm hoping that Red Dead Redemption 2 can turn it around for me. However, everything we've seen from the marketing material so far, and if Steimer, who 100%ed the first game, is like, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to get there. And like the, the saddest part to me was when this game was announced, when that first key art was revealed and everyone was like looking at these silhouettes of these mm-hmm. characters. Westworld had just come out and everyone was super obsessed with it. And I was all about Dolores as this like badass character. And I was like, where's Dolores in this game? And I still feel that way. And like, it sucks to me that I, that's the, the first thing that I think of. Cause I don't want that to prohibit me from liking this game just because they don't have that female character, but because it's inherently set in like the old West, mm-hmm. you know, the role of women in that time was dramatically different than it is today. Right. Yeah. So like they're definitely going to have different roles, but I'm hoping that Rockstar will buck that trend and the way that they mm-hmm. treated female characters in Red Dead Redemption. But in Red get- Dead Redemption, they had Bonnie, and Bonnie was great. Bonnie was great, but she was one character in that giant game. I mean, sure, but I'm just saying, it's not like every game or every woman in the game is going to fulfill the Correct. same role. Correct, you're right. I'm not demanding that it is. I'm not sitting here like on my pedestal being like, you need to make more female characters. Like, I don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it's an opportunity for them to capitalize on a a school of thought that's happening now in game development to be like, what if we did make this character who was different and who was cool, who was like a Dolores for this world? And if you haven't watched Westworld, please stop what you're doing 
just kidding don't stop listening to the show <laughs> after the show's done there goes our conversion rate. find your way to westworld it is such an excellent excellent series um and i think it would be exciting for me if they did something like that sure, but yeah, westworld well, came out but this game's been in development for like six years so so the westworld that the show did not exist so they wouldn't be it wouldn't have been able to look at that show and been like oh let's use this as a reference for this character i don't it's already been- i think there are many creative talented people working at rockstar that they don't need to see westworld my point was that series was out at the same time that they released this asset and so in my mind i was just like this is a really cool moment for like like badass western woman wouldn't it be awesome if one of those seven fucking people was was a cool badass <laughs> character? It would be cool. That's what, that's all. That's all I'm trying to no, say. I this agree with you too. It, it, I'm sure, not like, mad about it, Simer. Okay, the, but the Wild West. You know, women did have different roles, but this is a video game. I'm sure Rockstar's not going for the most historically accurate story, or whatever, whatever. Like they can easily implement some women in there. Like it, they're going to have women. They have them in the trailer. But I, I'm talking more. Yes, Simer. I'm talking more. She's like, meaning a per- playable protagonist. Yeah, like I loved Bonnie. She was a freaking badass. But I think it would be great to play as like a woman actually and like ride my horse. And shoot things out of the sky. What? I don't know. No, what? No, talk. Talk to me, baby. Talk to me. I mean, I guess for me, I'm, I I don't care about that. It doesn't matter to you. It's, and that's fine. That's fine. And it doesn't have to matter to you. I'm saying it matters to me. That's fair. It matters to me. <laughs> okay. I, I hear you. I guess the, the interesting thing, well, the thing that I was thinking about and I was trying to remember, and that's why I, I kind Give of Give me paused. the awkward silence. Um, it's fine. It's... <laughs> Interesting, because I'm pretty sure John's wife, who I've forgotten the name of, ha- was part of the gang in some capacity, correct? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure. It's been a while. It's been a I'm while. I'm pretty sure she yeah. was. Um, and so when you're like, where's the woman? And I'm like, technically she'd be there at some point. I don't, again, it's difficult to tell where this is in the timeline mm-hmm. besides prequel, because obviously <laughs> it is, but when, right. um, and, uh, Abigail's Abigail. Her name. Abigail. Does it say anything about her being part While of the While with gang? the gang, served as a prostitute. Oh, wonderful. Probably cool. just among the gang and how she met her future husband. Sometimes before the robbery where John was shot, she would marry John and become pregnant with their children. Okay. Yeah. So never mind. I'm going to go ahead and take a back seat. <laughs> Homer Simpson into the bushes on that one. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, me too. Like, having a playable woman <laughs> protagonist would be awesome, but if there's not, I'm not going to effing boycott it. It's like, okay, it's fine. I'm still going to play your game and love it. It would just be a cool move. Yeah. yeah no, that, that's, that's my point. Alexa Ray, do you have thoughts about this or do you not care? Like Steinmer does not care. I, there was a cool horsey. <laughs> The Wolf Among Us season I two. Want it. They had three I want horses in Red Dead. Well, no, I love I love the original. Like I trust Rockstar. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would still really like a Ocean's Eight style GTA where it's just like all women being awesome. But like, I want to play Red Dead. Yeah, oh, I yeah. I, I feel like I don't have enough I'm to go on yet. Playing this game exactly. I just I'm. I guess my point was more that when they were just releasing stills, I was more hyped versus now that I've seen trailers. I mean, we've seen one thing, and it I might go blind. Try and go blind on that game. Yeah, yeah, I think that, and that's kind of. I'm like, I feel like this game might actually benefit from no one talking. The expectations about it. have been festering in our head for a yeah, while yeah. now. The festering mm-hmm. needs to the festering needs to needs hold to off a little bit. It, yeah. So yes. you tried to hard pivot to Wolf Among Us. So Wolf Among Us, as a refresher. Originally released October 2013. Oh my god, it's been that long? Yes. Yes. So by the time the next season comes out, it'll be 
hopefully not a full five years later. I hope the first episode releases in the first half of, mm-hmm. of next year. And hopefully we, Telltale fixes their damn engine before it comes out. I don't know that that's going to happen. We can only pray. Yeah. Where are those prayer candles when we need them? Um, so <laughs> they just announced this uh, just about a month ago, uh, two months ago, yeah. they announced that they were going to be working on um, season two. Um, so for people who aren't familiar it follows, um, so. It's a prequel to the Fables comic. Correct. And follows Bigby Wolf. And. and Snow. I Snow really loved this game. As far as the stuff that Telta has gotten right, this was one of the licenses that I think really worked well with what they do. The art style worked well with the comic art style from Fables. And I think that they really nailed some of these tough choices, which I think they've kind of gotten a little light on in some of the more recent series. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had a kind of cliffhanger ending. And oh, I probably. was really looking forward to something sooner. And I, I think I've just forgotten about it, but I'm going to go back and give this game another playthrough. I'm very much excited for this. I'm just really trepidatious about it being janky again and me mm-hmm. like having my experience ruined because of the jank. Yeah. I'm like, so I read... I've, I've read all of fables and all of like the side stuff. Like I'm a huge fables fan. And when they announced this, I like went off the deep end and I loved it. But, but based on Telltale's latest games and seeing how they run and just seeing like Batman was disappointing to me. Guardians like that was really bad. I didn't like it. Guardians like, was a mistake. The yeah. last Guardians was a huge mistake. Like Minecraft is like, okay. Like, and then the last, um, the last, uh, uh, walking dead season was like, uh, and I'm just like, and then they had those layoffs and I just, it may be if another studio was making this, I'd be like a little more excited about it. I hate mm-hmm. to peg it on Telltale, but like Telltale, I'm going to play this, but Telltale has to win me back. I don't, I don't feel, I don't want to say I don't feel good about this, but I'm definitely very hesitant to like get super excited about it. That's fair. This is the only IP that they've announced that I'm actually like actively looking forward to playing i know that they're doing a final season of the walking dead and they have the collection i'm over that already yeah Yeah, i have to i have to be frank and say like as much as i love season one and season two i'm not like as much looking forward to the end of clementine's story as i am looking forward to what happens with big b right right that's where i'm at and he also had that reconstruct re what am i trying to say re Whatever the company in November, the restructuring, restructuring. and the layoffs. Thank you. Yes. English is hard. Yes. So maybe you know the Wolf Among Us season two will not be so janky. Maybe they will. It's gonna. Do be, I don't know what how they long said they would take do. them to to get their tech straight. That's, I don't that's know. the question. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. But we will um, keep an eye on on that for you guys. Um, do we actually think that? Anthem is going to release in 2018. No. 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 Bungie's having so many freaking problems with Destiny 2. Like, fix your fix the game you have out now. Fix well, this it is now. Bioware. Figure out Bio- what I, yes. Oh, wait. What the, the Anthem? Yeah. What Bio- was I Bioware thinking game. of? I have no idea. Sure. What was I thinking Bungie, of? Bioware Why was I similar? They sound similar. I think what we're... Oh, no, no. Because it looks like Destiny. Right. I'm sorry. So the idea is that people are saying that this is going to be Bioware's or first foray into a Destiny-like game. Right. And I think our concerns when it was originally announced when we saw like the first little bit of gameplay at E3, um, when they revealed like the name of the IP and some more details about it, 
was that we were like, well, listen, what Bioware nails is narrative. Like they are great at narrative. They're great at building relationships. They're great at making meaningful choices. What they're not super great at, but they do okay at, like passing grade to good, is combat in games. And that's the thing that Destiny gets that nails, right? So like in my, and when we talked about it previously, we were like, if Bungie and Bioware could meet in the middle, if Bungie brought what they B know squared. about mechanics, B squared. and Bioware brought what they know about narrative, they could make like this fucking amazing powerhouse game. And then Arena and it came in there with some end game shit and their economy. Yes. <laughs> we, Steimer was talking about this when I was bitching about the economy and all the shit happening. Well, it was when you were talking about the Destiny, coins yeah. and I was like, ArenaNet literally has an economist like on staff and his whole job is to make sure that the game and currencies and everything is balanced so that nothing gets inflated or crazy. And so shit like, oh, this thing that used to be worth five coins is now 30 because oops, we just messed it up. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. there is this going to be okay person. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, and so like for me, Anthem, I think I would not even know if I'd qu- call it like a most anticipated for 2018 because I truly do not think that game is going to release. I don't think it is either. In 2018. I nope. think bye. I think like Q1 2019 at the earliest. We're just going to like push you off the edge of the table here. <laughs> See you later. Like a cat. Goodbye. <laughs> um, but a game that was supposed to come out this fall that got bumped to next year that I know Steimer was looking forward to, Crackdown 3. Oh my god. Finally an Xbox exclusive that's supposed to be I mean if they if they bump out of early 2018. I'm going to cry and be worried about this game. I mean, like, I think you should be a little worried about it now. It's but been several I've years. I've to think about right now. I'm not worried about <laughs> Crackdown. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the, this game. So open world city, using your powers, the power of the Xbox One. Terry Crews is a playable character. You crack down. Um, <laughs> you do. What down. What to you is most exciting about this timer? I mean, the thing is that I played it at, was it E3? The show? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was E3. And... Playing it, I was like, this feels good. It feels like Crackdown. What Crackdown nails is just the gameplay and running around and throwing random shit at people and it killing them and you being like, bah! like, it's just fun. Like, it's just <laughs> good old plain simple fun. And the narrative is whatever. And like, all of it is whatever. But what's really great about it is when you get people together and you just start smashing shit and it's just very satisfying. So. I am very much looking forward to this game and I want you all to play with me because um, smash we can shit. crack down together. Crack down. I see what you did crack there. Crack down, diggity down. It's yeah. just fun. Like there's again, like it doesn't do a lot of things right, but it does it does the fun part <laughs> I'm so real well. Excited to play. Um You're so happy right now. I am because it's fun to smash. Alexa, are you smash. super excited for Metal Gear Survive? No, I want to talk about Kingdom Hearts now. Can I talk about Kingdom Hearts <laughs> yes, now? Yes, you can. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yes, you can. I'm gonna begin. I'm oh. going to begin my my Kingdom Hearts hype with a story about Kingdom Hearts fans. And if you're Kingdom Hearts fans, you know this to be true. Hands in the air. We I are. We are of all of the fandom fans. We are, you can abuse us, you can give us no information, you can push the damn game, you can give us a piece of concept art and not talk to us for two fucking years, we will always come back and say, yeah, that's okay, I wouldn't call us, like, the most patient fans, but we are definitely, like, the group of fans that is the most, like, we'll take, we'll take whatever you give us, just give us a little hit, just give it, just give me a little hit, just just give me a little one, little one, just let me snort it. Let me something. Give me something. Let me, something. Let me snort, snort that concept art. Give me a sound bite. Give me something. Um, I. What if it was just like, oh! 
Just, yeah, just a soundbite. Anything. <laughs> that your Mickey Mouse impression? Just anything. I think it's Goofy, isn't it? Or that's, no, that's, like it. Mickey Mouse. that's Mickey Mouse. That is Mickey Mouse. I we are, yeah. we are, I don't want to say like we're gluttons baby. for punishment, but like, we are, like, if, if the world of video games is like a dungeon and you are like chained up in like the dungeon of like, of like the beholden to the drip feed of whatever information publishers give you before this game comes out. Oh. We are we are like on the racks just being like, yeah, that's okay. Just a little bit. It's fine. We'll wait. It's okay. It's fine. Like we are all Armors. in. We're dun, bought dun, in. Dun, 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 Did you dun. see about this leak? The leak? Yeah, that does not look real. No. And I can and I can tell you sadly. I can tell you why it's to not the real. Placeholder date of November 1st. No. Okay. No. Um but uh, I I I if this game, I will say that that being said uh, about us Kingdom Hearts game being so fucking patient, um, if this game gets pushed out of 2018, will there be blood in the street? There will be blood. Like, I'm not going to back up off the earth. I'm literally going to like, going to like Sherman's March to the sea, that shit and just rampage. Like, I will be so upset. But will you though? Yes. Because that game, I will cry. I will actually cry. That game, the first game came out. I was. 14. I am. Wow, that's loud. I was. That was very startling. Notice how I went completely silent. <laughs> we all did. Um, Stop talking. But that, that game was 14, and now I'm almost a hag of 30. Like, I can't. Excuse oh you. my God, take Excuse that. I'm, I'm old on the inside. <laughs> I am nice old on the inside. Alexa. No, no, no. I am old on the inside. I'm tired of everything. I'm, I'm old on the inside. You, you, you can growl at me. However, however, like I was at, I was at the Kingdom Hearts concert at, you know, you guys saw the video. I didn't know that the trailer was going to show. I had a total meltdown, um, uh, in the audience video. in front of, uh, my friends that work for Square Enix. So cute. they got to see that great, that great meltdown. Um, I just like, I've been waiting for this game literally forever. I've been waiting for it for, over half of my natural born life. I mean, that's too long. To yeah. Wait for a video game. That's a long time. This game that was supposed to be like maybe two games or three games is now 10 games. Like I, pl- I have played every spinoff. I play the mobile game. I Birth like by sleep. I read all these about it. It makes sense. No, it doesn't. It does make sense. Two and, and three I just, quarters divided by the square root of 25. I'm just like, right. I'm no, just seriously. like, look, 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 great Enix. And I know you listen to this podcast, so don't pretend like you didn't hear me. <laughs> it's been like, like, like just finish the game. Like, I know, I know you're all concerned with like, super polished and all this other stuff and you had this nice little artisanal game named final fantasy 15 that came out last last year that you're still supporting but like just finish the game that game does not need to be a 60 80 hour cuckoo fest which is what all of the other games are which is fine i love it play them again but like if you put this game out and it's like 20 hours of main main story that's okay. Is it though? I feel like fans would right. I think it's okay. Just, Just put the fucking so game long. out. Don't pat it. Don't pat it because they released an enti- two entire games, chain of, uh, 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 chain of mem- most of chain of memories, most of 358 over two days, and all except for the end of Dream Drop Distance on the 3DS were all padding with like this little bit of plot point that you need. Like I didn't need the body snatching. I didn't need the time travel. Like you, we don't need it. Let's just wrap. Let's wrap this. Bit Bitch up. I am ready to go. Put a bow on it. Put a bow Send on it. Put it outside. Put it outside. Give it to me. Brittany's like, holding a lighter over there. It's just been it's it's it's, it's it's been too long. And if it gets pushed, I think this 
Kingdom Hearts was Kingdom Hearts 3 was officially announced as in development in 2013. It was the same E3 that they announced that uh versus 13 was now 15. Lol. So it has been it will have been 5 years since they said it was in development and I fucking know it's been in development long before that. I know that I saw that video with the Woody and the Buzz flying around like six years ago. That was on YouTube. Like, come on, man. What are you playing? She's playing the soundtrack. We're going to get content tagged. (laughs) No. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't like this at first. No, no. this is, this is the theme song. Just give me the damn game. Like, that's all I care about. Every video game next year can be canceled. (laughs) I don't care. You can, you can chain me in a basement and say you can only play one video game. I will wait. Let's just do it. For everyone who's listening to the podcast, Brittany is holding up a lighter <laughs> on her phone because we don't have an actual lighter in the studio, but give like it. Reasons. Just like, come on. I wrote, I literally wrote the book on Kingdom Hearts. Literally, like, literally did it. Literally. You can buy it. Amazon.com. Google Boss Fight Books. Put my name in the search bar. You can still buy it for your friends for the holidays. So oh, it's 10% off. But like, really, like, give me this damn game. Give it to me. I'm worried about what might happen if this game slips to Q1 well, 2019. Well, remember, remember that time, Andrea, on like a Tuesday afternoon, I called you and I was like, I just broke up with my boyfriend. Can I came over and we drank wine and watched Lord of the Rings and I sat in silence and yep. like drank. That's what's going to happen. Okay. I'm going to call up and be it's like, Andrea, Andrea, Kingdom Hearts 3 got pushed to 2019 and I will just come over and sit quietly and get blasted. <laughs> we'll watch, we'll I'll watch you. Thunderbolt Fantasy Yay. and drink wine. I will, I will, I will need like, I will need like, I will probably have to go to therapy. Like I will need help <laughs> if this gets pushed into 2019. I'm kind of concerned that you're so emotionally attached to a fictional universe, but considering, <laughs> <laughs> are you though? I mean, a little, like, I mean, what happens if, um, you know, like Nomura-san came out and was like, I'm done. That's over. I think he needs to be done to be totally frank. Okay. He's a very imaginative dude. Like he's very like he's very like cuckoo and I love where his brain goes and he's and he's a great creator. But right now, because of who he is, Square has him spread over all these projects. They have him finishing Kingdom Hearts. They have him uh, consulting or like supervising like seven remake. Like I think like that guy, I think that guy was done with Kingdom Hearts like two games ago. And I think the next thing is already in his head. Like he wanted to finish versus 13 versus 13 was going to be way darker and like super, like even more bananas than it was now. But I think he's ready to move on to the next game. Mm. And that's fine. If it's not a Kingdom Hearts, you go do your thing. But I think, I think he's ready to be done. And like, I will still, I will 100% get it. You if will he follow leaves. him to the end of the year. I will. I will follow him into the dark. Okay. Like that Death Cab for Cutie song. Oh, that's a good song. <laughs> um, <laughs> is anybody but me excited for Metro Exodus? Am I the only one on this panel that's like, this game looks amazing? No, no, no. I, I can't say because I don't know enough about it. So do you want to try to sell me on it in like a minute? It's a sh- first person shooter. Um, yes. So have you played anything in the Metro franchise? No. Let me... See if I can loan you my disc. So they did a collection of it last year. Um, HD remastered remake. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact terminology. I'd have to look it up. Um, but I really liked this game because it's to me definitive of a first person 
shooter, single player narrative based experience that was really well done. And there's so few of those. Obviously we had Wolfenstein this year for machine games. There's been others in the past, but like the focus of this game was like survival horror FPS. And I think you would really Ooh. dig that. Yeah. It sounds like my alley. Um, and so I'm going to have you play it because I think once you play it, you'll be like, Oh, I get it. Cool. Um, I know some people were underwhelmed by the asset that they showed at the Game Awards this year and that people were like super excited by the asset that they showed at E3 at the Xbox press conference. And then they're like, oh, this Game Award asset doesn't look as good. And I would say don't let that deter you because there's a lot of times where these vertical slices, these demos, these cinematic trailers we see aren't necessarily um, representative of what the final product's going to look like anyway. Watchdogs, I'm looking at you. Um, but – I think that what's exciting about this is it's a franchise that is kind of like a cult fan favorite, a little bit of a dark horse, has gotten not enough attention, and is something that when they first announced it at E3, I was like, yes. I did not think I was going to get another Metro game, and I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. Also pumped about Darksiders 3, um, but not going to spend too much time talking about that because we really don't know anything about that game and haven't seen anything about the development of that game. Um, but something I think that, you know, I've mentioned earlier that I was excited about is Spider-Man. Yeah. I think, Spider-Man. you know, Marvel yeah. Spider-Man coming exclusively to PlayStation 4, which is like another huge win for Sony and for PlayStation really knocking it out of the park with their exclusives over the last couple of years. Um, for me, I have been looking forward to what Insomniac was going to work on post-Resistance. I think some people who are maybe newer to video games who never played the Resistance franchise have forgotten that that franchise even existed. That's fair. Who here has played a Resistance game? I know of them. I never played them. So um, what's great about that is that they really got like the art direction and the tone and the narrative of that franchise. Mm-hmm. Like you, When you played that game, it had a very distinct feeling. Um, and some people didn't like it. It was a little bit more survival horror, um, yeah, as far it. as shooters go than, you know, your average shooter is. Um, but the thing that I like is that Insomniac is so diverse in the type of games they make. I mean, this is also the studio that makes Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. And what I really love about the promise of Spider-Man is it's taking the traversal that they developed for Sunset Overdrive, which I thought was really innovative. And they're bringing that into this really well-known universe of Spider-Man and Marvel and also bringing in these combat elements. The thing I'm a little nervous about is that we've seen relatively little of this game and it's supposed to be coming out in 2018. Generally, as people who've worked in the media business a long time, we would have played this at least once, potentially twice by now. Um, if it's going to be launching in the next three to four months, right? But, Do you think that's a fair assessment? Yes, but I don't. I think it's probably going to be end of year, if that. You think it's going to get pushed? Yes. You think it'll get pushed past summer? Um, this would make a good summer game. Will we see it again it's... at E3 for its thirty-three? Oh god, probably. You think so? I don't know. I think that would be a mistake. I mean, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. But I think them showing it for like another E3. But just because be of what many. you just said, like it wasn't at PSX. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of it. The demos we have seen were not playable. At least I was never able to play any of it. Right. And I haven't even heard of other outlets going and doing behind the scenes no. playthroughs. Cause sometimes they'll pick like an IGN or a GameSpot or whoever to give them like a special preview, like a Game Informer cover story, for example. Yeah. Um, and we haven't heard that either. And so it makes me nervous and a little worried that like, none of our colleagues in the business 
have gotten a hands-on with it either outside of what they should behind the closed doors at E3. Yeah, that's why I think it's going to get pushed. Because, like, what, I mean, what, you're just going to release a game with no one having played it before? I mean, I kind of feel like Andromeda came out like that, right? They did a very limited media preview, like, two months ahead of Andromeda's release. And, like, was that maybe a bad decision? Was it indicative that they weren't confident in the game? I mean, maybe. Obviously, Andromeda had a lot of problems when it launched, right? Um, I really hope that that's not the case with Spider-Man because I believe and trust in Insomniac. And they have shown that they put out great products that they don't pull out broken unfinished games right um and so i'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that this is going to blow everyone's socks off however i need to like vocalize it alexa what do you think i like spider-man yes yes that is all she wrote ladies i i (laughs) i think pushing it would be a mistake i think it should stay in spring because they have this like sony has this really large spread of like tbd games like Days Gone and Last of Us 2 and like all of these games that are no, no release date mm-hmm. that have to come out at some point. And it's very clearly that Spider-Man is farther along. Right. So I think that... I don't know that it's I far feel enough like, along to push it out that quickly. Though. I feel like they're saving Days Gone for holiday next year and I feel like Spider-Man will be like... Days where, Gone is like, not a holiday system seller game. Well, I don't know. Like they're... I don't know. They've put a lot Whereas of Spider-Man shit behind would, it. Could, could might make sense either in summer or fall to me. I think God of War and Days Gone are going to be end of the year. And I think Spider-Man will be in like the horizon spot somewhere in like February and March. I think, I think it's no, I think there's no way that this game comes out then. I think they're going to keep God of War in Q1 or maybe early Q2 next year. I don't think it's going to push. I don't know, man. Holiday. They, <laughs> that PlayStation experience, like, fireside chat was anything to go off it sounds like there's mm, that's a fair point actually I'm that gave me that, that that killed all my confidence in that game coming out mm. uh early next year hmm. the fact that the director sat there and was like yeah it's a yeah, like and just got like murdered by his co-hosts i don't think that game's coming out in next year i think what maybe none of the playstation games are coming out in q1 they might just not yeah. be ready and to be honest I think like Shadow I, of the Colossus is probably oh, going to sure I mean it, it is yeah I yeah. mean I don't really count that as a thing but <laughs> <laughs> wow 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 it's wow. an old game with some new paint that's fine that's true but uh, the grass looks so soft. the grass looks so like itchy that. so it's like Sony's <laughs> either gonna have an amazing year next year or we'll see what happens maybe they'll 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 have an Xbox year where everyone can... has an Xbox year once in a while it's fine <laughs> um speaking of Xbox um, aside where, from Crackdown, where, oh, Sea of Thieves, where is everything? Oh, I mean, really? I mean, see, sp- it's, it's Sea of Thieves and Crackdown. I know. We had a lot of fun playing that game at E3, and I know they're doing like the alpha tests right now, and they've been expanding how many people are playing in that game. Yes. So I, I have all of the, the announced Xbox exclusives. Yes. Okay. For next year. It's Sea of Thieves. Yep. Yep. And, um, that other game we were just Crackdown talking about, 3. Crackdown. Okay. State of Decay 2. Who is excited for another zombie game? Of Bobby course, Br- our zombie game. Hey. <laughs> Let me eat your brains. Scrolling down my list of but we don't all have the games. That is my halo. Do we have a confirmed window for State of Decay 2, though? Yes, we do. The window for State of Decay 2 is Q1, Q2. Yeah, right. Do we really think? No, Q1's definitely not happening. 
If they're pushing Sea of Thieves in March, they don't want to double compete, right? With well, their yeah, like, considering they only have like less than a handful. Hey, that's three. That's out. three. That's three. Three. That's, that's good, it? though. Three. That's th- one. I mean, they've been talking two, about those. Three. However, Uno, dos, I would argue that none of those titles are system sellers. Crackdown is the closest, only because it at least has franchise familiarity. Sea yeah. of Thieves is a brand new thing that. The co- yeah, the community on Sea of Thieves instead of Save the K2 would have to be like freaking stellar, I think, for that to move systems. Pushing but, a multiplayer only game as like your system seller is no. a gigantic Oh, yeah, mistake. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and like, I just don't think State of Decay is going to resonate with people to no. pay for hardware. Even at the Xbox One S price, you know, that like on sale in the holiday here for as low as I think 180 I saw it, but like generally retailing for 249 Like that's still like a lot of money to spend for that one game. And like we haven't heard anything about what's happening with Halo. You know, we haven't heard anything if there's going to be another installment in Gears. We have to imagine there's going to be. Right. Right. Like and then – after that, like, what's next? They canceled. You need some new franchises. They canceled all their shit, though. They canceled the new Phantom Dust. Yep. They pulled the plug on Scalebound, which yep. freaking blows. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been a system seller. Yeah. Also, too, bridging bad. bridging the gap. Because, like, 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 Japan does, like, people in Japan don't buy Xboxes. And the Xbox doesn't have any, like, Japanese games on it. Like, yeah. P5 Nier. Yeah, but near. the 360 tried, and it didn't It didn't do good. Japan either. Sorry, that was a really poor choice of words. No, I, but- <laughs> I know it's good. I think it's important to remember that, you know, they don't need to be competitive in Japan. They don't need Japanese games. They do need games great triple a experiences they either need to kind of have some kind of amazing partnership with like a major franchise that already exists or they need to come with a brand new ip that's really exciting like how playstation 4 launched with bloodborne right well, like that was bloodborne horizon that was an amazing that was amazing out franchises. the gate so that came out oh. in q1 right after launch right after the the holiday launch in 2013 that bloodborne was out q1 2014 you know and i feel like ever since then xbox has just been trailing in exclusives and sony continues to fund first party in a way that microsoft has not been doing and that's disappointing as some who loves my xbox one yeah. who plays who's been starting to play more third-party games on my xbox one x like i want something great and like quantum break just did not do it you know like yeah like spent, it was lame you know like they I spent a lot it. of money like it, listen it was not a bad game right but it was not like an no. amazing all-star game of the year contender oh, no, no, right no, and that's no, what no. they no. need i just don't i don't think any major third-party third-party developers will be willing to take the Xbox money to make it an exclusive or a timed exclusive after what happened with Rise of the Tomb Raider. People were or mad. Mm-hmm. Or Titanfall. People were freaking mad. Yeah, but what if they just bought it outright like Sony bought Spider-Man outright? Like, that game is not coming to Xbox One, right? Like, that is a PlayStation 4 exclusive game. Like, will it come to PC eventually? Maybe, but I don't think that game's ever going to come to Xbox One. I don't think, I can't think of any, any franchise, any franchise that they would want to buy outright other than like another, another like Call of Duty or a Destiny or something that, something that, something that fulfills that, that multiplayer thing. I mean, you can listen, have PUBG. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I love Beyond Good and Evil too. That's also not a system know, seller, not a system sadly. Seller. But it would be a good artistic choice. It would be. But um, PUBG was probably their play. 
but they they're they're never gonna get an exclusive on that, right? Oh, like it's no. exclusive for right now, but like that's a definitely lot of coming to PlayStation eventually. I don't think that a lot of their things are ever going to be sold exclusive simply because, like you said, they aren't pumping that money into first party or even purchasing things outright. So they're just like their strategy seems to be timed exclusives are good enough. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. Um, but that's that's what they're going for. And I I hope every year, this is my, my wish before every E3, is that Phil Spencer has been somewhere cooking up some weird voodoo shit and like <laughs> it will magically happen and he'll be like, here's all of these amazing things, even though we have like no studios anymore and everything's sad over Aww. here. I just, cause like you, I loved my 360 so much. And I, at this point, all I can really use my Xbox for is third parties and then crackdown. And that makes me sad because I love, I also still stand by, I think their controller is way better than the PlayStation controller. I am looking forward to Ori because I really loved the blind forest. So the will of the wisps is, is, is coming sometime, hopefully in 2018, but we don't have much about that. But again, not a system seller. Um, ladies, is there anything from this conversation you would like to make sure to sneak in before we wrap up? Obviously, Detroit. Detroit. Yes. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. And just for the record, we didn't, there's no way we could have potentially talked about every no, 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 game no. we're looking forward to. We will talk about that more next year. These are just some of our highlights, but, um, tell me, what is it about Detroit that you're excited about? Did you play Heavy Rain in Beyond Two Souls? I did indeed. And, and so what I, what I'm excited, I think, most about for Detroit is, like, I do enjoy David Cage's stuff in general. And then I love that they took that tech demo, because that tech demo made me cry that with Kara when they first introduced this idea of a robot and, like, her having becoming self-aware and having these feelings that she's being literally ripped apart, like, disassembled and... The, the way she cries out in that scene and then the, the guy stopping and putting her back together and being like, oh my god, just go. You know, and, <laughs> and like that touched me in a way that I wasn't expecting. And so I'm so excited that they moved forward with it and are creating this game because I think David Cage does really interesting stuff. And I think the way his stories branch is more unique than any other game out there. Like no games branch the way his do. They go to some weird, dark places, and and there's a lot of variety, which I really appreciate. And I think Heavy Rain had like some weirdness. Like I liked it, but there were, the acting was a little weird, like a little off for me. Um, there was a bit of jank to it. Uh, Beyond Two Souls, I was like. I didn't like the way he disjointed the narrative. I didn't think it worked. I didn't like that you would be playing one scene where you were supposed to be, you're trying to like impress this dude and then the next, and he's kind of a dick to you. And then the next one, you're still, you're, he's a good guy. I don't know. It was very weird the way that they tried to make that work. But so you're saying that his experiences are inherently flawed. They had, there was always like something where I'm like, this is a little off or this is a little off. And you I'm, like and I'm that hoping, he's attempting. But, oh, yeah, 100%. You see the potential. I see the potential. And I'm hoping see, he brings it home. Yes. I'm hoping that this is, like, just fucking nails this one, and it's cohesive, and everything works well. And just, like, seeing the, the gameplay demos that we mm-hmm. have before, I'm like, I'm just really, and I'm excited about the subject matter, because I'm, I don't know why. Like really no, it's robots. interesting. It's, it's, it's a potential future for us all. We may have AI robots. And I think... And the, we do and have AI robots. Already it's called do. Roomba. Just, and Amazon Echo. <laughs> we do. 
It AKA is. Alexa. But for one of my favorite storylines of Mass Effect was the story of the Geth. Mm-hmm. And how they, and how the Koreans making them and then being like, oh shit. They're we'll self aware. Shit. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I like, that it's related in some, you know, yeah. okay, I like the robot overlord thing. What's going on here? Like, are they people? What is life? What is a soul? How does this work? I, I love those sort of existential questions. Mm-hmm. And I think David Cage is a very smart, interesting man. And I am just really stoked. I'm going to shut up now. No, don't. I feel the same way. It's okay. Can I hard pivot? Yeah. Yes, of course. I hope we hear something about Dragon Age. I don't know that I we think will. I the creative we'll director left. I have to imagine that through a wrench in the work. I don't think we'll see anything, but I think we'll start to hear something. In 2018, you don't think we'll hear a peep about it? I mean, I think the most we would get is like a teaser at E3. And I'll that's take a it. teaser. They have to do something, man. They don't, though. Well, they're, they're probably going to be doubling down on Anthem, would be my guess. Yeah, they might combine the teams to get it done. Yeah. You don't think they're I gonna, can, we, no. they've already talked about how they're they working on a, it. They said it's under under yeah. development. It yeah. is, but... Yeah, but that could it wouldn't, mean, like, we're concepting stories on the whiteboard over there. I'll it wouldn't it. it wouldn't surprise me if they take that team, the take the the Mass Effect team, Mass Effect's Dragon Age team, and wrap them into work on Anthem because that looks super duper ambitious. It does, and I don't know how much they trust their Montreal team after Andromeda. Yeah, that's true. So they might be like, hey, you know what? Everyone's in the same building here. Oh, yeah, and as a reminder, Inquisition, up, Dragon Age Inquisition, which was a Game of the Year winner at many outlets, uh, November eighteenth, twenty fourteen. So I would guess we won't see another Dragon Age at least until until twenty nineteen would be would be my yeah. Oh yeah. I'd like be to a see while. a little something, something, something. You just want Egghead back. Oh, fuck yeah, I do. I gotta know what the hell Egghead is. I want to bitch slap him. <laughs> I know. That jerk. Um, this has been interesting, ladies. I think we have had a phenomenal, some would say iconic record-breaking mm-hmm. tentpole year for video games in 2017 so many fantastic titles but i think 2018 will be another great year if a lot of these games don't slip it's going to be a much different landscape this time next year as talking about who were the winners and losers of um of video games but um let us know what you guys think of course we're always interested to hear was there a glaring misstep that we didn't talk about um nothing you know some of these smaller games of course we definitely like you know glossed over but like was there a giant game that you're like i can't believe you didn't talk about this one let us know. You can email us at contact at whatsgoodgames.com. You can write to us on Twitter at what's good underscore games at facebook.com slash what's good games. You can leave us comments on our YouTube video. We have lots of ways to get in touch. Um, we will be, um, a little absent over the next week or so through the holidays as we will be spending time with friends and family. Um, and when I say absent, I mean just in regards to us responding to you on social media and posting our regular photos and videos and things like that. We hope that you guys will also take the time to play games, um, spend time with, um, with people that you like. Hopefully there's people that you like, even if they're virtual people, spend time with them too. Um, or just, you know, chill, take naps. Oh my God. Now naps so good. Have a lovely time. Um, we'll be back next week with our special um, Game of the Year awards. They're not what you're They're unconventional. Unconventional is <laughs> the right word. Um, Britt, do you have any parting thoughts? Negative. Love you all. 
Thanks right. for all your support so far. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you next week. Bye.